0: Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom doo doom doom
1: doom doom.
0: Oh, like this Take my pod, take my cast, take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din. No more moff, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Pew, pew. Hello, and welcome to the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am your host and captain, as always, Jesse Thank you so much for joining us, as you do every week. Whether you join us audio version podcast listeners, or if you're here watching live, we love all of you, and we couldn't do this show without you. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Now, as you know, I'm not the only person here to bring you through this week's episode of Firefly. I also have with me our resident companion, Ricky D. from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D. from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How are you doing this week?
2: I'm doing great. My ship is flying straight and I made it in.
0: I gotta ask, do you use autopilot or are you fully skilled in the manual flying of the shuttle like Inara?
2: Uh, I don't trust autopilot. I take care of everything <laughs> myself.
0: Well, sometimes How do you machines pull off
2: crazy moves like the crazy Ivan.
0: I guess that's a good point. That's a very good point. Thank machines you for
2: making it prepared to pull off advanced maneuvers, and I am prepared to pull off advanced maneuvers, so I leave the flying up to yours truly.
0: I think that makes good, good sense. We also have our other normal weekly companions with us, Josh and Kylie. Josh and Kylie, how's your week this week? It's wonderful.
3: Hello, yes, very good. Very good one this week.
4: Also, remember, it's number one. It's not Kylie. It's number
0: one. I forgot well i for me she's number one uh so you can't really call her that oh. but it, you know i mean you can it's just Burn. it would be kind of weird right it would just be Burn. weird it'd just be weird if we both had the same nickname anyways we get some ice um, i'll be right back normally <laughs> normally that would be it for us we, we'd we be done introducing people and we would just go from here and we would have an awesome time. Um Because this is just a fun show to talk about. But this week, we actually have one more person to introduce. And you may have noticed, and you may not, that we are all wearing green shirts. Now, you may be asking, what's with the green shirts? Well, let me tell you what's with the green shirts. These are in honor of this week's guest, Cameron Harrison, from the Green Shirt Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hi, Cameron. Hi. How are you doing? How was your I, week? Uh, well, I, well, I'm
5: doing good now. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's a good end to this week where I have been out of power because of ice storms. And as you can see by my very non-geeky background, uh, I'm in a hotel room right now. But so uh, my last night here, uh, I got to go back home tomorrow. And, and, and uh, thank you for inviting me because being on your podcast is a it was something to look forward to all week. Yay. Thanks for joining Oh, oh, cool. So
1: where are you? <laughs> you from? Where, yes. Where
5: are you at then? Uh, Portland, Portland, Oregon. The... Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not Texas. It's one of those two, right?
3: Uh, sure, sure.
1: My
5: yes. sister lives in Medford. <laughs> and isn't it and weird? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Very cool.
4: Is it's Oregon. Oregon
0: or Texas. Well, just for for those to be the two options of freezing places is kind of strange. Um I I've listened to several episodes of the Green Shirt podcast over the last week at work, which is it's sort of similar to Sudden But Inevitable, where you have never seen Star Trek The Next Generation, which is near and dear to several hearts on this screen. And your friends, you know, trusted advisors are taking you through one episode at a time, much as we are doing with Josh and Kylie. And I just I like, you know me, if we dwell on this whole like uh, if we dwell on how much effort Cameron has gone to to be on our show and how excited I am to be. Star Trek podcast adjacent and all of that stuff. We're never going to get to the show because I'm going to start crying and then it's going to be this mess where we're all like, okay, dude, pull it together. We're just hanging out to talk about nerd stuff. And it's like, yeah, I understand that, but this means a lot to me, you guys. This is, I have so much fun every week. And then I was listening to Cameron's podcast and they have a ton of fun. And I'm just like, okay, I, this is going to be fun. It feels like a match made in heaven. Um, if you do listen to the Green Shirt Podcast, you may know Cameron's last name to be Harry Buns and not Harrison. Ah, so if ah. there's any of your lists, I just wanted to bring that up. I want them to know that we aren't just talking about listening to this show. Okay. I love Cameron's show. Go listen to Green Shirt Podcast. It's, it's definitely worth your time. Um, and definitely follow Cameron on Twitter at Shirt 87 Go ahead, Ricky D. You have a question.
2: Yeah. Uh, I am very lost in this world of Star Trek. I've seen very little of it. Hmm. I know what a red shirt is. That's the person who <laughs> dies every episode because they're not really part of the crew. They're an extra basically. Is a green shirt. In the shirt original something... series, yes. Yeah. Not,
4: necessarily, not necessarily so much in the Next okay. Generation. I feel like there's I mean freaking Riker is a red shirt, okay. so. So
0: in <laughs> so so Ricky. In the original series, gold was the command color, right? So captains, commanders, guys in charge of the division, they would wear gold because they're in charge. Now, when they did The Next Generation, they put the gold uniform on Patrick Stewart, and rumor has it that it looked awful. (laughs) So they were like, okay, let's, let's have that be red instead. So they made red the command color. But yes, in the original series, all of the low-ranking guys, they were wearing the red shirt, and they would always get killed on away missions constantly. Um, Green shirts, I wouldn't say that the uniform is green. It's more of a turquoise in The Next Generation. Anyway, Cameron, I'm going to let you explain the terminology of your show because it's your show. I just wanted to... Give Ricky the most detailed version of that first (laughs) step as possible. Also, I want to say hello, Callie D. Thank you for being here with us. I know it's 4.30 in the morning where you are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Also, hello to Shepherd Susie and uh, the rest of our viewers. I just, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. So anyways, Cameron, what's a green shirt?
5: A green shirt is me. It's someone who's never seen Star Trek like a a, green horn it was a terminology of my own creation yes and so i will forgive you guys for not naming your show the green coats it's it's really the only problem i have (laughs) with the show and i will i will look past it more nerdery though i I believe i've read that the command shirts for the original show were actually green but because of the lighting and the material they appeared gold and then they eventually just made them gold Okay, yeah, that's what I'd read. I, that was the word on the street. I wasn't sure if it was apocryphal or not, but
0: man, I'm so bad. So, here's the thing. I I feel like we should just do a Star just, Trek just for episode. You guys. Do you guys want to abandon Firefly for the for Fuck this it, hour like I'm good to yeah. just I've spent you know, the last wow. on the <laughs> Jamestown
5: episode the last three <laughs> not... years talking about Star Trek, I am ready to talk about something else, something completely different. All right. You know, okay. a, a misfit I'm... crew of a spaceship yeah. that sees themselves as a family out exploring the known edges of the verse. something completely yeah. different from Star Trek.
0: Yes. You're sick of Sounds professionals. That, that makes total <laughs> <laughs> that's sense. That's there we go. All right. Okay. Well, um, normally what we would do here is jump into some corrections and we do have some corrections this week. i There's one mistake in particular that I've just been making endlessly and I'm going to try and get it completely, totally maximum fixed here this time. I'm going to try. So in several episodes, I have been referring to the pin that Badger wears. I've alternatively called it a lapel pin, a hat pin and different kinds of pins, all that kind of stuff. So to clarify, it is a lapel pin, and it is a feather from a flamingo, not a peacock hat pin, as I said in the last episode, and probably the episode prior. Thank you, Shepherd Saxon, for being willing to bring this up every time I screw it up. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry to be nitpicky. And I was like, no, I need you to be nitpicky, <laughs> because that's who I am. Like, if, if this was your podcast, and you did that, I would be writing it down. So thank you. Thank you, Shepard. I appreciate it. Um, I also, in the last episode, I had mentioned Jane running through the tunnel of horror in reference to the episode prior. And clearly that was actually Simon who had done that and not Jane who had done that. So um, that was my fault. Um, Last episode, I also incorrectly identified Shepard Susie as the one who had asked Josh to maybe not take his ratings quite so seriously. Maybe just, you know, breathe and have some fun. And that was actually Shepherd Rosie who had asked me to communicate that to Josh. And it's just because she loves you and she cares about you and she doesn't want you to feel extra stress. I, I appreciate um, so it. So my apologies, Shepherd Rosie. We've got it cleared up. We we figured out that Josh is trying to watch from from multiple angles there.
4: Um, now, and this one, I I even watched this one from a from another angle too.
0: So we'll we'll talk about that later though. Right. <laughs> Well, so it's very exciting for me because I've never gotten to do this before. Cameron, I think you have a correction to issue.
5: I have a grand mistake, indeed. Uh, (laughs) Correction. Uh, I mean, not not to beat a dead horse, but I do want to bring back uh, up The Murder on the Orient Express. Now, one of your (laughs) well-read listeners last week, yes, did I correctly identify it as a classic Agatha Christie mystery, but the film geek in me will not be soothed until I at least acknowledge the 1974 Academy Award-winning classic, I don't know if it was the first adaptation, but the most well-known adaptation until the Kenneth Brown version, which also had a litany of who's-who's actors that you might have known at the time. We've got Vanessa Redgrave. We've got uh, Anthony Perkins. Albert Finney was... I'm not going to try to butcher Rose name. Sean frickin' Connery, people, so... I just I, I need to put that out there into the verse. Uh,
0: yes, um, I'm. I'm in my attempt kind of, to be wait. less reductive. I managed to be even more reductive of the thing. So did I? That's kind of really Mess up
4: somewhere? <laughs> what did I do?
0: <laughs> no, no, Josh. Only so, by omission. Okay, two things. Let's put a lapel pin in this. <laughs> Saxon has corrected yes. me for the final time. It's not a feather. It's an entire flamingo. It's a it's shaped like a little flamingo and it's on his Okay. It's a lapel pin shaped like a flamingo. I'm bad at podcasting, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so bad at po- Okay. Thank you, Saxon. Anyways, here's the thing, Josh. You didn't make a mistake. I in somewhere in passing somebody mentioned Murder on the Orient Express. And then I was like pushing forward, like yeah, 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 like G- get to the next point. And you were like, I-, "I think it's based on a book. I think it's based on a book," and that wasn't incorrect. It's just that it was like the seminal work of Agatha Christie that spans decades and oh. mediums oh, so and all this so different like, stuff. So yes, it's like it was based on a huge. book. You dumbass. It's right. kind of what that right. was. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 more of like it was based on like a one of the great great books of, the greatest right? books like of one all of, time he's one of the right he's <laughs> okay. one of the literary right. institutions as far as characters and agatha christie clearly is an institution in and of herself so I it wasn't apologize. really you i just i loved no i loved the level of specificity that we got on that correction <laughs> yeah. the first time and cameron thank you so much for bringing even further specificity <laughs> to that that tickles me In exactly the right way. Josh, did you get the correction that I sent you? Okay,
4: so it's from pages.ss on Instagram. Hi. As always, love the last episode. On the note on whether the dude in the town knew or had anything to do with the whole Saffron thing. That has to be something I said. In the original script, when Mal finds Saffron at the cabin thing, it was confirmed that he did. uh, That he did. Mal says... You always work for Elder Gaumann? Saffron replies, I work with lots of folk. He's thrown me a few choice fish. What'll become of dear Elder? And then Mal goes on to say, Oh, he'll be laying eyes on me soon enough. Don't you worry. And to think I saved his town from vicious bandits. Now, of course, Saffron's not the most reliable of sources, but for me, Mal's response seems to confirm that the Elder did in fact have an involvement in the whole ordeal, although it's never mentioned in the actual episode.
0: Okay. But to the point, we had asked about it. We specifically were like, okay, so was the guy in on the whole plan? And they addressed it in the original script, but then they cut the scene. So, I mean, mean, Star Trek is notorious for explaining things that take this long to explain and then cutting it. So I'm not going to like fault Firefly for it. But it's like, come on, dude, it's a 45 minute show. You had time. You could have left that in. (laughs) Plus, then we would have got more time at the sexy assassin cabin. And I don't think anybody would have complained about that.
4: (laughs) Why wasn't the episode named that? Sexy
3: assassin cabin.
0: It probably was when they were shooting it. That was probably that's the wonderful code name that they used. Love it.
2: Did so. you say that was our final Goram mistake?
0: Oh, Ricky, I uh, feel that's it. the last one that I had. So if, mm. if you guys have more, to well, there was correct. one that
2: I was concerned about, and okay. I think you're hiding it from us. It's um. <laughs>
0: It's not that I'm hiding it from you, Ricky. It's that I think you're I, hiding it from our listeners. I'm not Ooh. hiding it from our listeners. It's that I know Josh. I know Josh well enough to know that if we don't mention this at all, he won't remember it until we get to it. What's happening in natural discussion? Well, in
2: in the interest of full disclosure, I'd like to bring right. up another Goran mistake that go ahead. Jesse made. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, uh, last I'm,
0: week... This is still available on video, so I have not erased it from the record, just so that you know. Go ahead.
2: Last, last week on our video podcast, Jesse mentioned Shepard Book and his hair flying out and how River responded to it. But that wasn't on last week's it episode. It was, was on this episode. week's episode. Okay. How did so, I not notice that? In order to hide his Goram mistake... He cut it out <laughs> of, of our the audio. audio podcast. Of the audio podcast. And I noticed version. that when I was listening. <laughs> Love it.
0: And you know who didn't notice that when they were listening? Josh. No. Nope. Nope. And, and... I only did it for Josh Interesting, because I know that he's always got his wheels turning and he's like, oh, that's a that's a hint for something that's going to come up later. And I knew if I pointed it out, he would be like, oh, why does he need to correct that? Like, it must be from a really important episode. And that maybe Shepherd Book's hair is made of Jedi magic or something. But Ricky, I appreciate you holding me to account. I will. Like I said. This is all still available on the video version. You can go back and see exactly what Ricky's talking about. You'll also see Josh and Kylie go like this. Uh... Yeah, right? <laughs> but, Josh, am I correct in assuming that had Ricky not said anything, you would not have noticed until we got there in the conversation? And maybe not even that. Uh, no, I
4: honestly, I listened to the episode over again at work, and it was very, like off and on that i was really paying attention yeah i it sounded great I and know. like i remember some of the conversations but like <laughs> I, I trust you and your editing skills right now and with the five other podcasts that i'm dealing with on the network i yep. you know I, I listen to a very you know when i'm at work so it's it's kind of yes i would have never noticed well, and Not it's... even not even a little bit thank you and i downloaded the video there you, on go, my computer, so. <laughs> there you go ricky so
0: there you go
4: ricky i see i, I see what's I'm, going on i'm not seeing and, and kelly i'm and not, not trying here, to Pastor say I were so curious, i don't even remember that
0: it was funny see now i'm now ricky i'm not saying that you were incorrect to correct that because you were definitely correct to correct that but much like mal sometimes i just don't give all the information because i don't want to have to fight with my family when i'm trying to get my shuttle off the planet Sometimes they have limited information, and that's okay, because I know what's best for them. And I'm here to make sure that they make it to the next episode. But I appreciate your sticklerosity, stickler, stickleriness, stick to stick, whatever that word is. But yeah, I think that's it for Goran Mistakes.
4: Sorry, guys that are watching. Um, you could, here, Ricky, let's, let's go with the, uh, we're going to go into episode seven, Janestown. And Ricky, you should do the synopsis. I'm going to take Jesse out. He's going to restart his stream, and then we'll bring him back in, and he should be up to speed after you've read the synopsis. Huh? Yeah. All
2: right. This is episode seven, Janestown, written by Ben Edland, directed by Marita Grabiak.
4: Ooh, interesting.
2: And it de- uh, debuted October 18th, 2002. The crew lands on a planet to meet a contact. Although Jane Cobb insists he is wanted there, they are dumbfounded to learn that the locals revere him as a folk hero. Mal attempts to use Jane's status as a distraction to move smuggled goods across town. However, Magistrate Higgins releases Jane's former accomplice, Stitch Hessian, whom Jane abandoned years ago during a botched robbery and now seeks revenge. Stitch publicly confronts Jane revealing what the townspeople believe happened to be false. Stitch shoots, but a villager jumps in front of Jane and dies. Jane kills Stitch and urges the townspeople to stop viewing him as a hero. Serenity is landlocked in Higgins Sorry. Serenity is landlocked in Higgins's order to try to capture Jane. Higgins's twenty six year old son, Fess, encouraged by Inara to stand up for himself after losing his virginity to her, <laughs> As paid for by Higgins, orders the unlocking of the ship, and Serenity departs.
0: All right, can you guys hear me now?
4: Yes. Are you are you a little more on
0: on time now? Cool. A little bit. I think so. I'm trying. Not really. I don't know it's what because happened. of me, guys, isn't it? At, but here's the thing about this episode: it, it, you right away, you just get this this feeling like okay having been through everything that we've been through in the series so far, right? Like maybe it's time, maybe we get another one of those breather episodes, not necessarily a filler episode, but just like a quick little, you know, aside where everybody's on the ship together and there's maybe something small going on and they got a problem to solve together. Um, And I was, I kind of like, Remembering back through watching it, I was like, I don't remember actually anything about this other than it's called Janestown and that it's funny, but I don't remember basically anything about it. And then as soon as it started up, the entire episode flooded back into my memory. I was like, okay, yep, 100% remember this episode. We're about to have a really, really good time. It's It's so much fun. There is one thing, I guess there, I don't know if you guys covered this while I was disconnected, so I hope that you didn't. But if you're watching on Hulu, you get these narrations at the start of every episode where it's either book or Mal and they go, here's how it is. We used up the Earth, so we had to move out. And now we're, you know, we terraformed this whole other galaxy. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching on DVD, I guess, is that that's not there. You were saying that those aren't present at all. Is that right, Cameron?
5: Yeah, no, I'm. this is the first time I've been watching it on Hulu and I never watched it on, on cable either, which I think also had the narrations. And so, yeah, I was like, I do not remember these weird narrations beforehand. And then today I was doing some research and yeah, it turns out they, they were made for when it aired and then they didn't put them on the DVDs and now
2: they are on Hulu. It's kind and of I... an apology for airing out of order <laughs> yeah. because you don't get that first hour and a half episode so you're missing out on a whole bunch. So they're like, well, here's 60 seconds of exposition. Here we go. And I kind of
5: have like a love-hate relationship with them because on the one hand, they feel like Ricky just said. that it feels like the studio told Joss, mm-hmm. hey, write us a narration. You've got 30 minutes. Uh, on the other and it hand, they feel very 90s. But it is fun that they kind of have different ones for each episode and that they have different characters give them, although I guess it is just Mal and Book. And I was like, oh, man, it would have been great if we got more characters. I would love, love to hear Jane's opening narration for the show. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh app. man, <laughs> that's a, that's a missed opportunity.
0: I can't even. Well, and it has. Oh, that's, if that's you, a huge missed opportunity. Device. Yeah, and it's the same device in as in next generation, where normally they would have a captain's log, right? He would just go, "Here's the situation. Here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. Here's where we're headed." So instead of you know having Mal, who is the captain, give a log entry, they're like okay, we'll just have him give like the basic of the whole universe really quick and hope that that's good enough. Um, I really, the first thing that I wrote down in my notes was uh, Simon is sitting there, right? And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he hears like some debris hit the floor. And I thought that that debris sounded like 90s sitcom soundtrack drums, like
2: boom,
0: and then there was going to be like a funny joke after that. But, you know, of course, then he goes in and he sees- Jane, that's kind like, of a funny joke I, after that. That's what
4: though, I thought because, it was. But forgot, yeah. yeah, because he walks into the doctor's office. <laughs> he's like, What are you doing? He's like, There's I a needed parent. tape.
5: <laughs> Jane is such a toddler. Like, yeah. I have walked in on that exact same situation with my five year old. So, I think looking for tape, I did not realize before being a t- parent that you cannot keep tape in a household with children, they will. <laughs> It it just disappears. This is the
4: only time I'll bring it up, but like this is the only time I got it in this episode. That's our favorite when he's sitting in there like (laughs) taping himself up, and the doctor's thing office is just a mess, and you're just like, oh man, is
5: Jane dumb? He's definitely self centered. (laughs) When Mal comes in, and he's like you know you can't take guns on the planet and Jane is so proud of what he's done. Yeah. Yep, that's not why it's not taped to my hip. He is so he's so pleased. He thinks he's going to get like a pat on the shoulder from the captain.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh look, there, nobody can see it, so that counts, right? That's fine. And then we get maybe maybe the birth of the um, Steve Carell chest waxing joke idea, oh, right? Yeah. Where he pulls no some doubt. of that tape uh, off of his waist and he goes, yeah. And then, you yep. your know, smash cut yep. to the theme song. I just, I, but I do, I really love the line that Mal gives him there where he goes, why are you arguing what's already been decided? And you can see on Jane's face that he immediately knows he's beat, right? He doesn't fight that. He just goes, okay, like he knows that his place is to accept that and move forward. So I, I liked that illustration of that dynamic right there.
5: It did remind me Despite also of me last being episode. A bit of
0: a whiner about it.
5: <laughs> yes, oh, very much. Uh, when when with saffron, with the, I think it was the end of that cold open, and it cuts to Mal when she says he says she's his wife, and he doesn't respond. He just he gives that like double blink. And here you don't hear Jane scream. And I think that's a much better choice, just to see that expression. Before we get too far into yeah, the episode, I, though, I, I, I oh sorry, I
4: I wanted to just mention that whole uh, scene with the doctor when. And he's like, "Oh, I'm strapping up to, to you know, I might have enemies down there." And the doctor's like, "Enemies?
5: You? What?" (laughs) (laughs) Simon has some lines this episode. Yes, he he did.
4: He like he kind of came into his own in this episode. I feel like and had some. He had a drunk moment, which was really great. Mm -hmm. I really like drunk Simon. I think him and I would be friends.
5: (laughs) Sober Simon, not so much, but. Oh no, he's a very different person John. I just before we get too deep in the episode, I did have a question for the green coats over here Ooh, okay, okay. Just when you were sitting down to watch this or when you probably before then heard the name of this episode, Janestown, did you have any notions about what it might be about? What did you think a t- an episode titled Janestown would be about?
3: Well, this one we were particularly excited about for a couple of reasons um just because I think Ricky and uh Jesse have been kind of hyping it up. Um, but also, uh, Josh mentioned he was playing, you know, whatever, in Borderlands, and then he can, he can <laughs> touch on that a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's interesting, obviously, like I was kind of thinking that they were going to go to a place called Janestown, um, but it was, you know, a place that was called something that, like, really is Janestown, so.
4: Yeah, and I I went into it thinking it was just knowing what I knew from Borderlands. Ricky and I actually streamed last night. We played the whole, uh, it's called the Janestown mission.
3: How, do, how does How is that spelled? And
4: it's J-A-Y-N-I-S, but his last name is Cobb. He looks okay. like this. So he's for like licensing uh, purposes, they couldn't
3: name him Jane or something.
4: Yeah, so, of okay. course. But I mean, the the oh. enemy, like he does, kind of <laughs> look a little similar,
3: you know, to Jane's disguise. With up? with
4: his disguise, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I had kind of an idea that for some reason he had some random followers, just because Borderlands had inclined that that was the case that, like, he took over this town because he had a bunch of crazy followers that, yeah. you know, ended up worshipping him for whatever reason. Well, and, so, and
3: if you look at the background, it's pretty clear that, like, it's oh, in this oh, yeah. industrial yeah, that's kind of area. It's
4: funny because, like, oh, yeah. playing Borderlands, mm-hmm. it's very Firefly-esque. Totally. You know, going through it. And the music is Firefly-esque. Yep. And it has a gun called the Mal whatever it is. And... I don't know, just and doing this whole there mission. There are a lot of references. Yeah, and it's That's like a full four-mission quest that you go on, or five-mission quest, yeah. and it's all about Taylor Cobb trying to kill his brother, Janus. And, That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And so. there's
0: even a guy, there's a portion of the mission where you go open a lockbox, and a crazy guy jumps out of it and tries to kill you. Yes! Like, it's It's very, very clearly (laughs) a lot of loving references. And he had a shotgun. So so here's where I'll point this out, Ricky D., Here's where I'll point this out, Ricky D. For any of the people that were watching the stream last night while they were playing video games, Josh goes, oh, okay, there's a guy stuck in a box. I wonder if that has something to do with the plot of the episode. And Ricky's like, uh, yeah, no, totally uh, not. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's stuck in a box. Yeah, he's been in there for a while and he used to work with Jane. And so you, you, you gave Josh the whole plot of the episode Like, the night before he watched it, and you're on here like, oh, you're trying to hide your thing. Like, come on, man. Come on, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D.
2: Get out of my face. Get out of my face. I don't think I spoiled as much as you're acting like Oh, well,
0: it's really easy if people want to go look at it. It's on the Twitch archive, and they can go watch. Yeah. Just pointing it out.
4: Yeah. I love you guys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice promotion there. The, the I call around. There, the, I couldn't wait around. to get that it out. I was great. like, "Oh my god!" I, and I was trying to furiously type. I was like, "Ricky, don't say anything." But I was like, "No, if I say something, then Josh will know." So I was like, we, "I can't do anything about this." But that, <laughs> and I found that really, really cool. You know, really know that cool I love you, Ricky D. <laughs> yeah. Stitch was out of the box.
4: Yep. And he and he had a shotgun, which was the best part about it, because you kill him and you pick up a shotgun. Like,
0: and I was probably like, "Ricky, you need this? You want to sell it?" <laughs> And all their dialogue is very like, I'm an idiot, like I'm overly <laughs> macho, I'm going to kill you, you know, get out of my town. Like, it's it's definitely lovingly written as a love letter to Firefly. And it was it was fun to watch. And like I said, you should definitely go check out twitch.tv slash TMA games so that you can watch Ricky and Josh play through the Janus Town mission in Borderlands. So, here's the thing. <clears throat> The next thing up in this episode, Ricky, the reason I asked you if you were on autopilot or not, was because I really like that we see that Inara is flying her shuttle, right? She's not, like, hitting a button that's like, okay, take off, let's fly into the atmosphere. She's, like, got the levers. She's doing the altimeter. I think that's an accurate word. She's doing all kinds of flight stuff. Like, it's very cool. You can see that she's got multiple levels of intelligence. She's not just one thing or another thing, which we've discussed before, and I loved that. Um, and then is it just me or when book says to Simon, Hey, I'll watch your sister. I feel like we've been developing a rapport. Do you feel like book doesn't even believe himself when he says that?
2: Well, (laughs) I think river was like on her best behavior at that point. River was just like, Oh, I'm just a good little girl. And she's just like her dress is billowing in the wind and she hasn't (laughs) done anything wrong. And she's like, "I'm easy to take care of. No worries about me. I'm not going to melt anybody's brain <laughs> <laughs> this Is that time." Some foreshadowing. Did you just
4: spoil something? See, Ricky,
2: look at what no, you're she doing. She claimed here. that earlier. She claimed that she could melt people's yes, brains so, I, at one point.
0: I don't mean to. I don't mean to jump on you. I'm totally playing. <laughs> but it. The book had this look on his face of like, "Yeah, we've been developing a rapport." it should be okay like even his next line is like i mean i'm a shepherd right like this should be this should be fine like he doesn't seem as confident as he's trying to project to simon but i do i love that the way that he he realizes what's happening and simon goes stop describing me like that's yes (laughs) yes I guess that's really all you're doing, but stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I actually wrote that in my
4: notes. Fine, I'll go. Just stop describing me.
0: And then Jane gets upset even by the ruse, right, of saying that Simon's in charge. He's like, okay, we'll pretend Simon's in charge and he's going to buy all the stuff. And even that, pretending to do that, upsets Jane. He's like, no, he's the boss. The stage just keeps, it's like,
3: yeah. Come on,
4: dude. It's,
0: it's, the
3: stage just keeps getting better, better. It's crime.
4: (laughs) And what a, what a straight 90s line. Like, Like, or even even like late eighties movie. Yeah. Oh, this day just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
5: you're right. You're right. You're right. Speaking, Speaking of eighties you know, movies, I just I just wrote it's a small thing. They landed in the bog of eternal stench because as soon as they land, there's all those like flatulent like bubbles in the in the mud pits, and they're all well, I don't know. I, well, I had a very labyrinth flashback.
2: You also yes. see like Mal and Zoe and Jane. They walk off of the landing gear, and they just like it's nothing. But then there's Simon and a couple of the more higher class types. They're the ones that are reacting to it versus the people who have had a life more in the muck. They're just like, yeah, this is life. Yep. So you kind of saw a little bit of a difference in their backgrounds.
0: And, and it's interesting, too, because it's like they're taking time every episode to go, here's a class difference. Here's a lower class, middle mm-hmm. class. Here's a middle class, upper class, like, like every episode. Um, but speaking of 80s movies feeling things, um, <laughs> I felt like the overseer character is just like 100 percent like 1989 second tier boss level bad guy. Right. Like he's got. He's, he's straight out of Oil generic. Town or something from Mad Max. Yes. So I was trying to think of oh, Mad Max. Town. Barter Town, right? He's straight yeah. out of Barter Town.
4: Yeah. See, yeah. in my notes, he's... the first thing it's, uh, I say oil, maybe? And then and then it goes to, oh, it's <laughs> mud. Gross. Also, mud Russia. Okay. Because he's just. So it's like, oh, yes, I think it's the best of mud. Yeah. And we get you the best mud
0: <laughs> I can find. Totally. With, with the to... accent,
3: that was one thing I noticed I too. It's... I was like, oh, he must be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's. <laughs> And it's implied to be like some sort of like ultra lightweight, super strong ceramics, right? Like it's it's some kind of future ceramic that they can. So he says,
5: depending what you can add stuff to it to make it that strong. The best mud in the verse. Oh
4: yes, it was still the best mud. It's clearly
0: compound.
4: (laughs) I'm so bad with
5: the Russian accent.
4: (laughs) It's
0: terrible. I don't think he was Russian. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure sure the overseer guy was like. Here in Soviet no, Russia, we have he best like, I think it, cockney. Yeah, I,
3: I really, cause I got more. Like, like, a... Oh my God, I got more like Irish Scottish. No, he
0: was like, Thank I got you, more like his overseer dumb. <laughs> no, overseer is definitely okay. totally. <laughs> But I think Kylie is right. That's not even right, a question. That he was Scottish or Irish. <laughs> he said, "Problem in Werkertown." That's sir. yeah. That's so it was yeah. like. It, All right. it was, disagree. And they called it Worker Town. Like, come on. Anyway, <laughs> um, they would because they're bad guys. They don't. They don't have any imagination.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Come um, well, on. Worker he straight up brags about like, yeah, this stuff is
5: cheap. I'm not going to even try the Scottish accent. Right. This stuff is cheap because we use indentured servants. Okay, I went a little bit. <laughs> Cameron. I Cameron, in. is
0: it you on the Green Shirt Podcast <laughs> whose Jean Luc Picard accent is pretty much just Sean Connery?
5: That is, yes. It started I, as an accident and okay. now it's just a shtick. Don't look Picard.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Before, as soon as I heard it, I <laughs> was like, "We are not stopping. That's not Picard not at all. I like it. <laughs> oh, oh. It
5: yeah.
3: was Slavic.
5: Oh. Oh,
0: sorry. Lily. Should... <laughs> Slavic. Slavic. Think... The, the overseer in Mudtown was Slavic. You think? <laughs> would that be? I, so. I mean, a form I'm of Russian. To take your word maybe? For it, but I don't think he was.
4: Is that? Am I correct? No, Josh. In thinking that it would be maybe a, over in the Russian side of adjacent. things.
0: Okay, Goramit mistake. Get on your computer. Go look up. Go look up who played the overseer of Mudtown, please, and then raise your hand and yell profusely when you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um... Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you were right though that Simon has some lines in this episode, right? Like most of my notes are actually lines that Simon said, um, or or lines that the rest of them said. But I love this scene when they're in the bar and you're getting to know, like, it, yes, they make ceramics, yes, they're poor, but they also have a really good time after they get off work every night. They go to the bar and they get drunk. They talk about mutters milk. It's fifteen percent alcohol. Yeah. I think the highest. Yeah, I think the highest ABV that I've ever had is like eleven percent, and and that was like, I mean, it floored me. So fifteen percent in a beer. I'm talking about a, a, the highest alcohol content beer I've ever had, Josh. I think. I think it was. 11%, I've had a fourteen percent. So would probably just knock me what right out. What was the
4: fourteen percent? A
3: fourteen percent was actually at a brewery. It was like a German porter, um, and it was up in Lafayette, Colorado. I went there with my dad. Um, but anywho, my when they were talking about it, he was like, "Yeah, it's got your nutrients and your whatever, like get your grandma's like, all, all Thanksgiving you and dinner, it, and, and it's also got a fifteen percent alcohol." And I was like, "Nice, <laughs> <laughs> woo!"
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was into it. <laughs> get
1: Looking drunk fit. while
4: you get your fill, son. As <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, it's like drinking a Guinness, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, Callie. I was so confused. I was like, I don't know who Lily is, but she's clearly been offended and we feel bad. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, it's like Callie. Callie. well,
3: I'm glad <laughs> we have a new person, but she's like.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
4: also, hi, Saxon. Hi, Jazz. She's, she's like, I'm only joining.
0: joining to tell them that they're wrong. He's right. Well. <laughs> yes. Hi, Jazz. Thank you. For at learning. least
3: Callie knows us well <laughs> enough to know that we're we're not
0: hateful, yes. just ignorant. Ricky D. <laughs> Ricky D for All the right. win. Who played this character? Okay.
2: Uh, he had a strong accent and seemingly Slavic, possibly uh, Russian speak pattern, speech pattern. Okay. Oh!
0: <laughs> we should have known. Thank you, Callie. You're always right, Callie, and I guess that by proxy makes Josh right. Yeah, apparently. I guess like Josh has an ear right.
5: for accents. Yeah.
0: You'll notice this is the first time Josh has been corrected,
5: therefore. He's I'm, not, very, <laughs> I'm not right
4: very often, and when I get to be right, it's just fantastic. <laughs>
1: It's, it's like ooh. predictions if okay. i don't have
4: a right prediction i'm just so stoked about it it's exciting so this this song starts wait,
5: playing wait
0: wait, hold oh, on right. we, we
5: skipped go the statue ahead, what
0: yeah we're talking about we'll we no, the no, statue? this is why we give the synopsis so we can go out of order if you guys have something <laughs> yes.
2: always jump
0: in you know how i am i just steamroll uh, ricky <laughs> go ahead sorry
2: well cameron did you have anything to say about the statue and uh, not particularly <laughs> you just okay. that there was a statue. well when Simon finally sees the statue, do you remember what he says? This is what going crazy must this be like. Yeah. Right.
3: Right. <laughs> well,
2: what in particular, right before we cut to the opening song, he goes, "Son of a bitch!" Oh yes, yes. And he was just talking to Kaylee about only swearing when it's appropriate. Oh. Right. I didn't that. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He only Beautiful swears when Ricky it's appropriate, D. and yeah. Kaylee was going, "Well, that's the thing about swearing, Simon, is that it's not appropriate." And then a few yeah. minutes down the line, he's going, "Son of a bitch!" Yep. And I liked that was, how uh, that was the end of the cold open. Yeah.
4: I liked how awesome. Wash yeah. said the statue captured his essence. <laughs> he looks kind of mean. <laughs> he's I uh, yeah. That's, That's
5: what, that I was what I mean. That was <laughs> yeah. that was a, that was I, a know, great Callie. Honestly, Sorry. honestly, that was a great Callie. Uh, Thank you.
3: <laughs> the uh, the first. Uh, I, I didn't think that the statue looked like Jane very much.
5: No. Me too. I, I thought he looked I like think. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. That was a great pull right there. Definitely I think it just goes to show like anything. how much Jane is his mustache and goatee. That If you like, color that the same as his face, it's a completely different Well, and they
3: did good on the body because it was big and muscular. But
4: I was trying to figure out what movie it was, but it looked like Jane had been turned to sand. Is that, yeah. What movie was that where everyone gets turned to
5: sand? Is that like a mummy movie so, it's got to so, be it's got to be spider oh, something ridiculous yeah. but there was like <sighs> okay yeah there's like yeah,
4: a movie yeah. where people get turned to sand and and it's very awful, <laughs> and, and, it's very awful and it doesn't, doesn't look, look, look like the people at all and i just i feel like that's kind of what the statue <laughs> that be, was that could be that yeah like like
5: look, look, these so mummies really are not <laughs> really quickly, and, talented guys. Let's let's be honest right. about who they made did. The the they did the best uh, sure,
0: sure. with what they had. And they were drunk on
5: mother's yes. milk and went out there and rolled yes. of that really
0: quickly, really quickly, before we move on, I think I might be delayed again. You guys, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I I want to mention. So the two actors who play um, Simon and Kaylee, Sean Mar and Jewel State. They just did a um charity thing on Zoom where you could go chat with them, and all of the proceeds went to help uh, people in Texas affected by ice storms things like mm. that so awesome. I just wanted it's to bring cool. that up and point out that like even outside of you know the firefly family these these brown coats will still come together for causes that matter and they will still help each other like when it when they really need it and I think that's really cool really cool thing about the brown coat community what? and it makes it even less surprising that we've been getting the kind of love that we've been getting there's actually also a what? twitter account called jane statue that you can follow oh man i got to get on that profile picture it's just the head yeah, right. so, that's <laughs> he's, really he's cool he's in our circle if you go look at our our chirpty circle on twitter he's in there i think so definitely go huh. check that out yeah so um Saxon actually has lots of connections with a lot of really cool Firefly stuff and she has been just impossibly kind enough to send some of that stuff to us and it should be arriving any day now so be on the lookout for lots of video content coming from Sudden but Inevitable that has to do with that and probably some bonus episodes too and probably some videos of me going oh my god I love you so much lots of stuff so there's all kinds of stuff coming up from Sudden but Inevitable. Okay, so is it okay if I talk about the scene where they're singing the song now? Is that...
5: I guess hey we can talk about possibly the best scene of the episode.
1: <laughs> and you.
2: You from the rich Are and we talking about
4: this song?
1: Poor, this is the, the song. Everybody knows YouTube's going to right? totally so... pull us
4: if I play it anymore, so I'm
0: going to have to turn it down. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yes, so go ahead. I love... They, they're they panning around this bar, right? And you're seeing all these different levels of drunk, right? Some people are wasted. Some people are a little bit tipsy. And there's one guy that they show in particular who's, like, physically, like, holding himself up. And you can see him, like, oh, like, <laughs> breathe and focus and not lose it so that he can sing this song. And it's like, dude, that's an exact drunk guy at a bar that I have seen sing a song. Like, <laughs> and like his oh, favorite song, where important. he's like, uh, Yeah,
4: oh my gosh, yeah. the Backstreet Boys. This is, I, the <laughs> so, I was the greatest.
0: Oh
1: my worried. god, is my song, Ricky D, did you...
0: <laughs> girl. Yes, um, Ricky D, in the commentary <laughs> on this, did they mention whether or not they actually got everybody drunk for this? Because it feels like they did. Like I, I can't tell.
2: This is another <laughs> episode with no commentary. What? Oh, I feel yeah. like that's
4: oh, kind that's of bad. some garbage. Yeah. Why?
2: <laughs> yeah. We've got commentary huh. on like less than half of these episodes, and this would have been an awesome episode to have commentary yeah. on. Adam Baldwin got drunk and didn't show Maybe.
4: up to the. That's got to be what it is. Like <laughs> they just like had prior engagements. I feel like if you're gonna release a DVD of a show or like some sort of special Blu-ray years later, you should probably do some sort of commentary. Well, if you're right?
3: gonna do it on some episodes, why not do it all? I don't know.
0: Huh. Well. That's strange. I don't know. It's. It's a shame. It's
3: one of life's mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: Maybe you could. I mean, I know he's on Twitter. You could probably just go on there and be like, "Hey, what did you think about this episode?" And he'd be like, "Here's my thoughts." I mean, maybe it's well, that easy. Actually, I don't know.
2: speaking, <laughs> speaking of celebrity run-ins on Twitter and Firefly, I tweeted yeah. Alan Tudyk, my favorite joke. Really? This was a couple weeks back. I mean on Alan Valentine's Tudyk? Day. Uh, No,
4: no, he's back to two dick because uh, what's her name? His wife, Zoe, outranks him, so that took him from three dick back to two dick. I feel like, just saying. Well, well, is
5: Alan Tudic? Does that mean he's a Klingon?
0: Right, (laughs) because Because they have uh, they have redundant
2: anatomy in every
5: yes.
1: (laughs) So
2: Ricky doesn't know that. that. I have no idea. No, (laughs) but on Valentine's Day, for some reason, Alan Tudic's wife. Her tweet came into my Twitter just profile. <laughs> you know, His real <laughs> realize? <life Yeah>. <laughs> and she tweeted just a uh, happy Valentine's Day to Alan Two Dick. You know, a picture of what they're doing—chocolates, hearts, whatever. And I just retweeted and I commented, "Do you mean Alan Three Dick?" And she retweeted and <laughs> it. Nice! "Yeah, so, that is awesome." Yeah, like if that if that comes up in their household at some point and she's like <laughs> him and she calls him that or
1: <laughs> if, like,
2: if that just if that comes up in their household someday that's going to be unbelievable to me
3: no that's awesome she's going to be like dude some kid on freaking social media <laughs> was like alan three dick and the dude
2: she might call him that in bed ricky
5: yeah I- I- that's <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs>
3: All of his pros okay, uh... are going to call him that now. <laughs> that was my celebrity okay,
1: encounter. Sure. On. That's, I mean, that's great. not
4: already a thing, though. I think that's really I mean, cool. that has to already be a thing, right? I, I'm
3: sure we're not the first people to. Like, in
4: college, you don't think that guy got called one dick? <laughs> <Right. or laughs> <Right>. Three dick <laughs> yeah. or something? Like, come no on. No dick.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right, dude. right. Come, no come on, Alan. Come on, don't long. be a
5: no dick. Yeah. Come on, be a two dick. Come <laughs> yeah, on, bro. I'm going to become a successful actor. You just wait.
0: You know what, man? You're being a real Alan One Dick right now, and what I need mean from you is to be an Alan Two Dick. So lock it up. Get your shit Bring together. lock to it up.
2: Lock it up. Oh, okay, it up. yeah.
0: So this will be this will be the cool animated uh, podcast I'm advertisement crying. that we have on Twitter all week, and I'll just tag Alan Alan dick in it yeah. once a day, right? Like, hey, come. Alan Tudyk, I know you listen to the sudden but inevitable podcast, so you should probably just come be a guest. Out. I mean, we are our arms are wide open, my friend. Uh, we respect and love you, even though your name has the word "dick" in it. And oh, you're actually like our favorite. I would love, like to, know. Favorite, too. I would love uh, to know. Seriously,
4: I would love to know how that was in college. Yes. Having you know, like, did you did you have fun nicknames and stuff like? <laughs> Let us know.
3: And I also want to know if he has that sweet 2000 haircut. What do they call that when you like swoosh it at the top? No, it's like where it's It's... flat, but you know, you can tell like you gel it and you comb it forward and it swoops at the front. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. Kind of like, yeah. It's kind of like your haircut a little bit. Yes. I like that.
5: I am 20 years behind. Yes. You still got
0: it for sure. Yeah. 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 Anywho,
4: he's so beautiful. <laughs> he is. He's a handsome his man. His smile is so genuine. He's my favorite
0: for sure. His smile looks we're like sure. his smile looks like he doesn't have enough face for how happy he right. is. Right? Like we're right. still talking he's about so, me, so right? happy that he needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he oh, yes, okay. of
1: course. Like sure.
0: World-renowned <laughs> Star Trek podcaster. Um, for for me, uh, <laughs> I really love the when they get back from this. She just looks at Wash and goes, "You've been drinking, husband." Yeah. and he's like. He can't even hold it together. <laughs> it's oh, like every, everyone
5: gets drunk.
2: It's a good talk for me, Captain. Wash had such he a good really time in this He really did. He did.
4: Because he was like, normally I'm the one that has to stay and watch the ship. And she's like, well, I outrank you. so Go see well, the and... sights.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He wants to go to the crappy town where he's a hero. I love that one. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so the song Would is where guys we guys learn. Yes. No, no, go ahead. So, the, so the song is where we learn that what happened is, is that Jane accidentally became a hero here because they dumped the money.
4: I, just, I have all the lyrics pulled up right now. You want me to read them? I can read I,
5: them. Uh, no, no, no. Lyrics? Yeah, let's
4: read them. Let's do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go it's for okay.
5: It. Here we go. It's Ready? okay.
4: Everybody has
0: seen the
5: episode. It's, it's is, is this day. what I'm supposed everybody, to interrupt him? I don't understand my role right now. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I, I have a question. Candidate. I have a question for the group. Thank you. Uh, has,
2: has we have to here, ask answer our guest question?
5: That's right. Uh, has Has anyone here ever gotten credit for something they don't deserve? Does anyone here have a Jane statue, metaphorically speaking? Oh, oh
3: that's, a, that's a deep. question. That's a great um, question. Yeah. Really. I, I can um, start
5: if you guys need some time to think.
3: I might have to ponder. Yeah. Please do.
5: Yes, sure, I'll, I'll tell my story. In Thank high you. school, uh, as someone who made a lot of independent horror movies, I had a lot of fake blood and one uh, April Fool's. I took some of the fake blood mass casualty powder to the school and I filled all the toilets in the bathrooms. And uh, I got sent out of the principal's office and they threatened us by saying that this could be vandalism, but we'll let you off easy by just making you go clean some stuff up around the school. The thing is the day they assigned that happened to be Earth Day so we were out picking up trash around the school on Earth Day and this cute girl goes walks by and goes are you guys picking up for Earth Day and we go yes that's why we're out here picking up and she thought it was so cool and handed us Earth Day pencils and <laughs> today that cute girl is my wife. What? Oh, oh, my beautiful story. The end of the story, and, and like ten years later, we didn't get together. I mean, she knows soon after that, but yeah, yeah, like years later, we were talking about that. She was like, "I came by and gave she you guys Earth Day okay. pencils for that." And I was like, "That's right, you're the one who did that." <laughs> Did you
4: tell her the you truth? Oh, I was being punished. <laughs> no, no, I mean,
5: but years, years later, after we right, were. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right, after that's you had really a, She's cool, sorry. Yeah. Like, after I locked that shit down.
3: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, which well, she can't go anywhere now. <laughs> so
4: that's, that that is that's really my cool. Story. Yeah. I really like Thank that. Thank you for I, sharing. And now, I, I don't even have. An, any story that I would tell about that would be like, oh, you're a douche. Hey, Ray. Right. Oh, no. yeah.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I can't think of one on, off the top of my head, but I'm sure
1: we but we, we we can revisit it I, if you guys
5: think of yes,
3: one. I'm sure we all have it. Uh, I,
4: think, I will okay, all I right. So, I did I made a the chick parm recipe yeah. at an old restaurant I worked at. Yeah. That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It, it's, I, no, I think you told me eventually. I did it, it's
4: it. Carlos. No, 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 no. It was, uh, oh, it was Jason's.
3: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Okay, his old boss. Nice. <laughs> That's a good recipe, though. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> but I sold the crap out of those chicken salads, man. And I tell you what,
0: people they were loved them. Good, yeah. <laughs> I made them. That's all still. that matters. That is all that
2: matters. <laughs>
3: It was new to the rest. Like you did did you and come everyone's up like, with, "Oh, you what a douche"?
2: <laughs> no, I no, I'm coming up blank.
3: Yeah, me too.
0: Kinda. I yeah, I think f- for me, it's oh, much God, more yeah. likely that I That's took enough. credit for something that I didn't do than somebody assigned me credit for something that I didn't do. But it wouldn't have been intentional. Yeah, yeah, tell it would have just happened because I well, right, I'd, and then you would have rolled with it. I don't have a specific because I probably do it all the time. Like. <laughs> It, a I Simon, it. Is anyways, anyways, right, you're because I, I have a tendency to um, act accordingly. Instead of acting a that's fool? the right word that I'm looking for? Oh, did I freeze again?
3: At least your freeze face is nice this time.
0: Uh, I hate if I freeze. Anyways, <laughs> I have a tendency to just roll with punches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, if they're, if somebody's like, hey, did this happen, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and it... <laughs> And it gets to a point where I'm like, well, I didn't do those things, but it sounds like they think I did, and that's good. Then I'm just gonna let them think that, because why else? You know, why would it be like, no, no, punish me? I'm I'm terrible. So, um, I'll I'll give it another shot, guys. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll be pull right it. back. But
4: okay. I, I did want to mention th- the song was like my favorite part of this episode. That was so good. That um, was a good one. Oh, okay. It yeah. was, um, and and how like confused everybody was about it made me laugh a lot. Like, everyone on the crew
5: was like, <laughs> oh, man. What is happening? I keep oh, yeah. loving
3: Everyone's reactions, yeah. Yeah,
5: Jane's reaction, because Mal keeps wanting to know what's going on, and Jane... I don't know.
1: I, because, I have uh, no idea. <laughs> yeah.
5: No, really, boss? Captain, yeah.
2: no, really. Well, yeah. I
3: like Simon's reaction. Simon's just like...
2: <laughs> oh, no. This, this is, is what worrying. going mad feels like. his <laughs> <Like,
3: he laughs> yeah. yeah. Facial expressions are... It's just awesome.
4: Yeah. But, was, I mean... It, it then it gets to the point where jane really accepts it you know oh, oh yeah well,
3: then it well accepts it and then he, soaks it in
5: oh yeah oh goodness, goodness. Well, once, like, once it gets free booze
4: by the end by the end of the song he's like to me
5: it's a man yeah. they call me
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was really loving it there at the end so i i
5: don't know that, that oh was... and he
3: got with the girl. Finally, he was thinking about that.
5: Did. He did. <laughs> yep. He almost gave Vera away to get with the girl last episode, so I was really happy with, for him. <laughs>
3: he got and laid.
5: He, he he was so much more chill after that. Honestly,
2: he he just needed that. Yeah. He needed that release. Okay, so <laughs> it's great that the song came up and everybody was having fun and everything, but it kind of gave it brought up the question to me in this episode: Are we stealing from the poor? in this episode because usually the cast of firefly likes to steal from the rich and give to the poor much like jane's song uh they Uh, but it kind of seems like they're stealing from villagers
0: no in this episode they're there to do a, a deal that has nothing to do with the villagers like they're not they're just doing some yeah, kind well, of. Do we even know what the deal
2: like, was? The well,
3: Ricky, do you mean in the sense that they're like s- stealing alcohol and oh. food and stuff, or?
2: No, or, I was thinking um, more the the, overall the mystery
3: hype. cartons
5: that they, they make up. Like they have a big reveal of them, but we never mm-hmm. find out what's in them. Yeah, I assume I it's from the right. magistrate. Yeah. But... Right to
0: me, it's what I the got dudes that it was like fiction
5: we're looking for.
0: Right. It's just a MacGuffin. <laughs> it's not It's not a plot point, right? It's just a object that it's like their job is to move this object from this owner to this owner. And this is the stopover and planet. That's why and that's why here. the guy comes and finds them in the bar. Oh. Right? Yeah. So I don't think they were there to get anything from the town to your point, Ricky. Um, okay. I was immediately when, when Jane gets on board, right. And he's like, okay, let's sing the song. I was immediately reminded of Jonah Hill in super bad. When he shows up with all the alcohol and gives it to everyone, they're like, Who the who's Seth? But I don't know, cheers to Seth. And then he goes, Let's do another one to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like yeah. The first thing. I of. Like, it's a good, good he call. He knows that it's his only moment. Yeah, to bring up uh, something you
5: guys mentioned last episode, I think it was about Jane uh, being a good drunk, a happy drunk. Again, here he is. Like, he is such yeah. a happy drunk. He is such a good guy when he's got a few drinks in him.
0: And the I love love you drunk. Yes. He gets so emotional. They go, they go, why did you come back? And he's got tears. And he goes, How could I ever leave? Right. And he loves those people. And it's just some, you know, some bar maiden that he just met (laughs) and some (laughs) kids. And some kids. Like, "Yeah." yeah. So it's like he's having this hero moment. Right. And I think the only way he can accept that hero moment is to be absolutely plastered drunk. Because he knows for sure. before he, he, that happens that he doesn't deserve everything he's getting. So he's right. like, yeah, he tries to get the hell maybe, out of there maybe before I, he gets drunk. Right. So well, he's like, you it, know what? I, I deserve my moment. I deserve to be recognized. You know, even if I didn't mean to do that, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay for me to indulge. And then it shows, uh, yeah. Like, well, if you overindulge, this is what happens. <laughs> I,
3: I think that he was hiding in the first place because he felt so bad. Like about what had happened, and then I'd like—I don't think that he knew that they had erected a statue, or they really thought he was like great or anything. So he's sitting there like, "I don't want anybody right. to recognize he me." He thought he when had I enemies was here. Yeah I, yeah, I did some bad stuff. So he was like completely caught off guard too.
4: And his ridiculous. But again, get
3: you know, when when everybody's like, "Oh, yay, Jane!" Like nobody's ever probably—I mean, I don't know—ever really. Treated him like that. Right. Well, because he's rude and (laughs) me. I mean mean, And
4: kinda dumb. And kinda dumb. But 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 like so I don't I don't think he's I know, I know, I know,
0: I know he's not dumb. I just like the Still question. Yeah. (laughs) But to your point, I think this is the episode that defines it. Right. Like up to this point, I think it's a fair question. And then I think once you get this episode, it's like, okay, he's not dumb. He's ineloquent. He does not but, use pretty language. But he's also very he's not compassionate,
4: stupid. and he's very giving, and he's, like...
5: He's very short-term thinking. Like Jane is not gonna be playing some three-dimensional chess. He's not winning any three-dimensional chess tournaments. He's not playing two-dimensional chess. (laughs) He's really good at what he does. He's good to look at a situation and be like, This is how I'm gonna get killed, and this is how I'm gonna survive. I'm still
3: Mm -hmm. so confused about him though.
5: But I do not think like I just have to come down on my where I stand on Jane. Mm -hmm. Is that what I love about Jane? is I picked this episode because I love Jane. This Firefly is a show where it is near impossible to pick a, a favorite character. You think you know one, and as soon as you say it, you feel bad for all the other kids you didn't <laughs> pick. But I do yes. think that Jane is my favorite arc or my favorite revealing of layers throughout the show. And, and so that's why I picked Jane's town. I love it because this is really where it begins. And what works about Jane is, because in the first few episodes, you're like, I love this character, but he's a straight asshole. And, and it's... Yeah. And, props to adam baldwin because it's hard to pull that off and i think one of the reasons is because he is such an open book he's 100 percent honest about who he is and he is yeah. not a smart man he's not maybe dumb but he has he has what he's good at and everything he's not good at and he knows where he stands and he's going to be very upfront about you he's going to say captain when someone gives me enough money you and i are going to have an interesting day like that's what's great about him he is not deceitful at all i don't know if he knows how to be deceitful right. well <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah I love Jane and I, I should maybe this is the point I should mention my daughter's middle name is Jane spelled this way for this oh. character so that's beautiful that is how big of a Jane Stan I am
4: dang man that's, that's very me. cool
0: <laughs> that's two on the show right because Ricky's yeah. dog is Zoe after Zoe oh, and yeah, yeah. your daughter's middle name is Jane that's very cool hey, our,
4: I
2: did that
3: my BFF's <laughs> name is Anara. <laughs>
2: See, Zoe cool. just entered the studio. By the way,
3: oh, hello, Zoe.
2: Oh, Zoe. <laughs> oh and then it,
5: Zoe. <laughs> just to, just in that is I was I was thinking, Jane's layers. Jane is like Space Shrek, right? He's got he's like an onion. He's got layers, <laughs> rough on the outside, but you start peeling away, <laughs> and he's. he's He's a good guy.
4: Ogres have
5: layers. Yeah.
3: I'm still so confused about him though, because even in this episode, you know, he, he was completely honest about how what he did to that guy was totally mean. And yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't, you know, think that I'm great because I accidentally gave you money and I pushed this guy out of the freaking ship. But 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 in the end but it, he felt really bad about it. Like so I don't know, but he also still did push the guy out of the ship before the money, like He's it's funny did. because well, you know
5: if their roles were rever- reversed, Jane would be doing the exact same thing Stitch is doing, if not worse.
3: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and Stitch might be a better man because he but said he wouldn't thing.
0: have done that. But that's the thing is that's all we have to go yeah. on is Stitch's yeah. word. If right? he was, if those and roles were and, and reversed, and I'm not saying that. Right, and I'm not saying like that he's lying. I'm just saying from the characters of, of the perspective of the characters that we know. It, we don't know anything about him other than what he said. Well, sure,
3: but Jane but didn't even pretend. The, thing, like it the
0: wasn't. thing about it, Kylie, is that it took, it took somebody dying, for Jane to go. What is wrong with you people? Why are you, why are you worshiping me? Why did you build a statue? Like, why can't you see what's going yeah. on? And the messed up part about that is, is that kid is the only one that actually understood why the whole revolution worked in the first place. He states it earlier in the bar. He says, when the the mutters stick together, there's too many of us for the magistrate to do anything about. So once you had inspired us, you know, we did this thing. And it's like, the key there is that you don't need Jane for that. You have the numbers, you have the people, you have the strength. And he just, they needed to idealize it, right? So if Jane were a good man, right, that's the point where he goes okay, listen, kid, you don't need me. Listen to the first half of your sentence. Go out there and apply it. You're the person. You're the hero of Canton because you know that you guys can organize and be stronger than the magistrate. It's not me. It hasn't anything to do with me. And he could have even told the kid, like, look, I didn't mean to give you all that money. If I if I could have gotten away with it, I would. But <laughs> we can keep that on the down low. You know, I mean, like, if he were if he were a good man, I think that would be... The, the time to shut that down and clear everything up, but he didn't. He let it go, and he wanted to indulge a little bit, and it took that kid getting shot for him to go, okay, look, you guys have some idea about me that is not true, and it's not his fault that that idea is incorrect, but it is his responsibility to correct them a little earlier. I, I agree that's just my perspective on it.
5: Great. But a also, good man he was a his conscience, best, conscience yeah.
1: too. <laughs> I mean... But I, I would
5: like... <laughs> I, I would mm-hmm, like to do. think that the past four years, Mal has rubbed off on Jane a little bit. That yeah. the man who pushed Stitch out of that car, that hover car, that ship, totally. is, is a, little, a little different now than he was. Uh, what I know. also love about, about Jane's arc, not to give anything away, though, is that it's not a clean arc. As, as we see here, like, we start to see the layers fall right. away, but he is still not a good man.
4: He's very yeah, up-and-down and and character. I know what I have here. It says, uh, not even surprised, <laughs> Jane is a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I keep rooting for um, him. You know? And maybe that's just the beauty of his character yeah. is that he doesn't have a redemption. He's just purely himself. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so when the magistrate figures out what's going on and he gets all mad, right? He's standing by his his fireplace and the guy comes in
2: so like yes ricky
0: what do you got
5: ricky
2: can we talk about what a monster that magistrate is magistrate (laughs) what's his name
5: magistrate Uh, Higgins. Higgins. higgins did anyone catch the name of where they're at Higgins moon. Uh, the magistrate has a moon named after him? A whole what moon. A pretentious... yeah. yeah.
4: Is he the one well, I would do Is that. he the one that had I mean, the son that been. hung out with Inara? Yeah, he's the okay, one who hired Inara. Yeah, so yeah, that's he one looked, of
2: the he wanted to watch his kid lose his virginity to Inara so that he'd become more of a man because he didn't believe
0: uh, Because he wouldn't believe him. Like, right, because if the kid right. just came out and was like, yeah, we totally had sex, he'd be like, yeah, I don't believe you. I, I'm going to need to we see it nasty happen. in the past, yeah. I'm a man. <laughs>
4: I, I have all my <laughs> notes here. Uh, he says, my son's out there. I pray to God losing his cherry. Dot, 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 father of the
0: year, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: so here's the thing, right? That guy is like. He's spending a lot of thought on this, right? Because the, the guy what comes a jerk, in. It though. feels like the guy is not normally... It feels like the overseer with a Slavic accent is not <laughs> usually allowed in the house, right? Because he's covered in mud and stuff. And he just walks in and he's like, problem in the worker town, sir. And he's like, yeah, but my son's getting laid. I'm trying to get my son laid. And he's like, um... Did you <laughs> hear what I said? <laughs> 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 Like nothing else matters no. right now except that cherry. So he goes he goes, Oh, I know how to fix Jane. Um Allison Chains. Anyone? Oh my god. Is that? <laughs> I'm Wood? the man in the, in the box. The box. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> was it really just me? Okay. I thought it was Maybe it wasn't as good of a joke as I thought See,
4: it was. See, I was but watching it, is Borderlands, it happens to as Borderlands and as soon as it happened, I was like,
0: oh my God, there's oh. the guy in the box.
4: <laughs>
0: I was kind of right. Yeah, well, it's, it's a good thing that wasn't spoiled for you. Um, so the thing is, is that when he lets him out, he's like, the most cliche mad dog criminal let out of prison to do yeah. a criminal thing
5: ever, right? He looks pretty good for he's... being in a box for four years. I assume they yeah. like let him out to work or something.
0: Or like, there's a hole in it that they can use to pass food. Uh... Right. Well, I mean, just he has yeah, an atrophy. He, was...
5: he must be out like working the the mud. That's
0: true. That's a good point. But He's real stringy, but he's not like. They don't throw him the gun and it like hits him in the hands and he collapses. <laughs> he's
5: a tank later. He goes straight full Boromir on on Jane when he gets yeah. a knife in the chest. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's got some strength in him.
4: Yeah. And he beats and the crap out of the doctor, too,
0: with like... Oh! And oh! And he gets hit in the face him. with a
5: bottle and he's like, oh, the
4: surprise!
0: Right. They're I'm feeding him... They're force-feeding him uh, Mutter's milk. Oh, that's, yeah. That's gonna be it. Okay, yeah. Right, because it keeps your keeps your strength up, and it has. But it also up. keeps that's you freaking
4: is. wasted. So the guy's just been just, drunk and full for four off. years in a box. <laughs> you
2: got anything better to do in that box?
5: Hey, at least he's yeah. getting drunk in the box, right. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a moment to just acknowledge how awesome a name Stitch Hessian is. Yeah. He's pretty strong, and he's
4: missing was, an eye to boot. It's... So that's pretty cool.
0: Well, and like it, it makes me. Okay, the wig is a little bad, right? <laughs> like his, his wig is a little bit bad. Uh, the, the beard was great. Like the beard, I think, was very well done, but the wig just felt a little. I don't, I'm going to feel really bad if it turns out that his that's that guy's actual hair. Actually hair. <laughs> that's why they hired him. But it looked, it was a little, it was a little. Eh. I love the confrontation between him and Simon. It's mm. it's that next illustration of here's a class difference like we were mm. talking about earlier. Oh right? my god! From and like the center? bottom the to the top. Bottom, man, like... yeah. <laughs> here's the man did in the box. Did anybody write
2: down? Did anybody write down what Hessian called Simon?
0: No. Idjit. Uh, uh, panty waist. Panty waist, yeah. Panty waist? Yeah. Boy. Like. I wrote down idiot because I thought my
2: stepdad was the only person who uses that word. I had a friend <laughs> in elementary school who would call his sister Idgit. And it got so deep under her skin, it would make her crazy. I didn't even know what Idgit was. I thought it was Idiot Midget. I didn't know it was just a bad pronunciation of Idiot.
1: Oh, wow. I- I- idiot Midget.
2: <laughs> and uh, no. I'm not- pardon me no. for lack of uh, pl- political no, correctness. Good. I uh, played Borderlands last
4: night and they still have that, you know, their, their yeah. characters are named So same. uh that that's
2: just what I thought in elementary school that was my comprehension of it. Uh but yeah, idiot. That was my <laughs> that's my familiarity with the word. Okay, well mine's with my yeah, so
5: only
4: one time, yeah. Mom, yeah. She's from Texas and we kind of use that word when she'd get like real southern, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, and you, when, well, you, and so when Simon, the Simon Southerners has... get real upset and they start saying things that it's like when it's southerners like when... get mad, they drop syllables off yep. their words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just really bad. You know, it's like when people so in a different country to... just start yelling in their own language. Yeah.
0: And that's one of the other things I love about this show is that when they really need to get that point across, like when uh, Wash first tastes the mutter's milk. He just gives, like, a full six, seven words in Mandarin. Like, yeah, I don't remember what he says at all, and I'm not going to attempt it. But he just, like, gives extra emphasis to it by not even speaking English, right? The English translation Um,
5: was, what is this garbage? Really? I I, I translated that random line today for some reason.
0: (laughs) Well, I assumed it was was dirtier than that, so I'm actually a little bit I would think so, yeah, no. Um, it's different. Superman immediately just... attempts to defuse this, right? He goes, Sir, I don't know what you're here trying to do, sir. And he's like, What the hell did you just yeah, call he me? He called like, me, like, sir. Why, oh, like... he was pissed. Well, and he immediately, yeah, he takes the offense. He's like, Dude, don't even pretend like you respect me. You don't know who I am. You sh- There's no reason and... for you to respect
2: me. Don't act like that. And then he pulls out the biggest switchblade ever made. <laughs> Is that a switchblade? <laughs> Yeah, it was a switchblade. That was <laughs>
0: huge. Mm-hmm. It was very long. For yeah. it's,
3: like <laughs> my, it's like my knife I have in my purse. You
0: do not have well, anything like too, that. like... <laughs> He tells him, you're going to lose an eye for this. And when somebody who's missing an eye tells you you're going to lose an eye, you believe that oh, person.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, right? yeah, it they was like... an eye for an eye moment. I noticed that. I was like, it wow, Stitch was, is yeah. being poetic here.
4: You know, and I was kind of hoping it, that the doctor would lose an eye to take him down a notch.
3: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him besides growing up no, rich and
4: privileged. No. I, you're, like... you're right. I just, I, It would have made him look a little more badass.
0: You even sound like uh, Haley when
5: you're when you're defending you're, Simon, Kylie? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, it, it's super impressive. Um, S- Simon doesn't need to be badass; it's, that's not his job.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. One of my notes actually describes him as a drunk asshole. So,
3: well,
0: <laughs> he's. I would say that his he's always obtuse. Uh-huh. Like he just like we talked totally. about, he just can't read a yeah. room. He's just really bad at reading a
5: room. Well, much like Jay, uh-huh. he is much better when he's drunk then when he's sober right. I love like he is getting so far with oh, yeah. with Kaylee when he's drunk and the very right. next morning as soon as he's sober
2: so just tanks it all yeah. Yeah. an idiot tanks yeah. it all
0: but like, no, you to your stay. point Cameron there is definitely some poetry coming from Stitch right because oh yeah he's thinking to Simon represents the society that has cast Stitch to this box right mm-hmm. like that is a hundred percent accurate and that's a great point so I'm glad that you brought that up and everything that he says to him even is, you know, it's kind of just like the the one criminal tier down from Mal. But he's got that same sort of, I used to be in charge. I can articulate when I need to. I don't when I don't feel like I need to. You definitely get a pretty good amount of character development for Stitch considering, you know, how much of the show that he's in and what's going on. Yeah, um, when he was
5: telling Jane, like you know, you you watch your brother's back. You don't turn him on, uh, turn on him or anything. I just I kept waiting for Stitch to say, "Ohana means
0: family," <laughs> right? <laughs> and then like do the ah! thing, like that would be, which would be super effective because he's missing an eye and has a giant beard would be <laughs> actually scary. Like yeah, they should do that. Um, so what did you guys think? Did you okay, Josh and Kylie in particular? Did you guys see the um do you think that the kid jumping in front of Jane? Do you think that was telegraphed? Like did you did you know it was going to happen like way before it happened or the instant before it happened or were you like oh that's kind of surprising?
3: Um I guess I didn't really see it coming, but when it did happen well, no, I didn't she see it coming She was surprised. At all. Don't let her yeah. fool you because no, I, hey, when it happened, she was I like, oh! Myself. I corrected myself, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I really didn't see that coming. I was, I, I thought that everybody was going to turn on Jane after I she I actually admitted. thought that, too. Yeah, I thought yeah. that too. So, for that reason, that's why I was surprised.
4: So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought Jane might have gotten, like, he yeah. might have dove out of the way or something or... I, I didn't. I did not see someone jumping <laughs> to sacrifice.
2: He like does a neo move. And totally, totally. I mean, to it, this is knife, the, the time
4: cool. period of filmmaking when they did use that a lot. So you know. Why not waste all the money on special effects and Firefly for that yeah. one moment when
5: Jane goes
1: backwards? And <laughs> does anybody know I was
4: kind
5: of disappointed know? that Jane didn't have a plan B there. Like, he would have been yeah, shot. He was that. like, well,
4: yeah. I guess yeah. this is it. I am dying in a place of people almost, that worship me. So, I mean, you know, maybe he was pretty I accepting think that of that's it. that's kind maybe. of the point,
0: though. Yeah. That's exactly. I think that's kind of there's a chance that that was meant to be, like, in his head, that was meant to be the end of his arc. He was right? like, I like, could die okay, happy right the now. The only way for me to redeem myself, right, the only way to redeem myself is to be truthful in front of everyone and accept whatever happens because of that. And I will, I'll admit, like, when Mal starts sneaking up sideways on Stitch, I was like, yeah, get him, because I haven't seen this episode for probably 10 years. And I was like, yeah, Mal's gonna save the day, and then he just puts that shotgun right on Mal's chest, and I was like, oh, I forgot Oh, oh yeah, like... There are Some yeah. me out. Yeah, yeah that doesn't make like, sense. Okay, so Stitch knows what he's doing. No, he's that good. Well, Stitch knows what he's doing. He's paying a that lot of attention. That dude has been drunk he's in got, a box for got, four uh, years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's that good. Oh, man. He's got high psychotic Twitch level. Accuracy <laughs> yeah, you're, on all you're, his right. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. Okay, good day. Uh, he's then they probably jacked him up on like steroids or something. We just didn't see that scene because they take out all the scenes that explain, you know, why people did things. If we yeah, out. So,
5: yeah, they just like I just straight shoot mutters milk into his veins. Yeah. There's another great and, little and, Jane moment uh, here at the at the end too. I like just before that though, where he saves Simon's life, like because Stitch says like his plan is to kill Jane's friend in front of him, and you see Jane kind of there's a moment where gears are turning, and he's like. I could let that happen. Yeah. yeah he he kind of like cocks his head almost like a gun. He's like, nah. And then he, <laughs> he's not with me. And then he intentionally like berates Stitch to get Stitch away from Simon. And it was just a great little moment of, of Jane's humanity just peeking out through the cracks.
0: And to your point, Cameron, that seems pretty specifically Mal thing. Like that's a tactic that he would have seen Mal use before. Go, keep them talking, keep their eyes on you. Well, well, whatever it needs to go on goes on over here. That feels like something that rubbed. Oh,
5: from this Mal. whole series, we have um, seen that because, Jane, yeah, just, he's, he's he's mimicking Mal a lot. Yeah, yeah. you guys have touched. I him think a he's lot, a little right? more
4: self-centered than Mal, though, and that was very oh. very right. expressed in this episode. It was shown very well in this episode in the fact that a. Jane stood in front of his own freaking statue <laughs> to have the speech, and like stood in the kind of same pose as the statue <laughs> as he's giving his speech. To be fair, he was but ordered there by the captain. Yeah, he yes. was, and he was, and he was. But I, I did want to, I wanted to point out that this this was a really good arc for Jane. Um, in my notes, I said this was a nice old fashioned duel turned into a severe morality check, mm-hmm. and it was like. Jane, to me, kind of figured out what he's like, his his mistakes, you know, he really contemplated life and what was going on to me, I I guess, especially at the end of the episode when he's talking to Mal about stuff. And, you know, Mal, Mal says every man that had a statue made out of him was one sort of a son of a bitch or another. Those people just Mm -hmm. need something to believe. And I mean, it, it definitely helps Jane in the moment, but I think right then and there he's realizing, like, oh, man, maybe I should think about some things so before I do to... that, you know.
0: I feel like a really bad host, but to bring up the other half of this episode... It's all about believing. That's the parallel. It's all about believing. Right? So, yep. so River and, yes, Book and River are on the ship and she's like, hey, all this stuff is wrong. And he goes, River, it's it's not something that needs to be correct, okay? it's It's not about um, the specificity of it. It's about the ideas behind it. You know, it's about just believing in something enough to let that belief affect your life. It's not about, I believe all these things to be a hundred percent correct. And you get those parallels there where she's like, well, maybe I can reconcile that with what I know to be true. And that's what Jane is trying to do the whole episode. He's like, here's what I think is true. And there's definitely also what I know to be true. And reconciling those two things is going to be really difficult because they think that I'm this hero and I know that I'm not. And it could cost blood to get those two things to line up. Whereas on the ship, we have Book and River trying to get those two things lined up in a little more enjoyable, whimsical, fun way with crazy hair and chasing her around the ship and she's hiding in corners and stuff. And it's not quite the life or death stakes, right? Well, when but there was that very thematic-
4: serious moment with Shepherd and her when she's tearing apart his Bible. And she's like, "This is broken. It doesn't make sense. Right. It, I gotta fix it." Yeah. There's, there's el- think- eleven of these different things here, and that was the first moment of Shepherd being like, yeah. "The Bible doesn't have to make sense. It's all about faith and what people have and believing in right. something." And he said, "Faith fixes yeah. you." And I wonder if that's. I wonder if he was actually foreshadowing um, that faith fixing Jane in a way, not. Not necessarily having faith in something to fix you to become better, but ha- so many people having faith in you to become or to be that better person that they believe you are. I, I think that in in a right. opposite direction, yeah, faith different. fixed Jane in this. I mean, I haven't seen the next episode. I have no idea what happens next. Maybe he just murders the whole crew in the next episode. But to me, this. But to me, it just seems like this, this episode had had two different meanings of the whole faith thing of, you know, faith can fix people um, w- with them believing in something and wanting to be better. And faith can also fix people by, you know, them believing in you to be a better person. And, you know, the, the way that Jane did it was a little right. deceptive, of course, but
0: those people having that faith made him... A little bit better right so if we say that the theme of the episode is faith right then you have several different illustrations of it because you have um you've got the book that book has and he's like you know this is my faith and it's about you know having something to believe in and then you have river going i know all of this science and i know that it's true so i need to make this stuff fit Right. So that she's got faith in facts and she wants to reconcile that stuff. Then you have all these people that have faith in Jane and Jane doesn't really seem to have faith in basically anyone except for himself. Right. And then when his own faith in himself lines up with all these other people, he's immediately uncomfortable, which I think is an indicator that he is a little deeper. Like Cameron was saying, there are layers to Jane because he's going you know, it's okay for me to walk around thinking that I'm the greatest thing in the world, but if everyone else is doing that, there's a problem because I'm not, right? Space so, over and I Yeah. And in that scene, like that first scene, I felt like Shepherd Book was a little bit less understanding than I would have hoped with River. Like he you can see the frustration on his face and he's like, You don't fix this River, you don't change this, that's not what it's for and he was a little upset. And it's like, dude, she's not doing this for, you know, she's not doing it for it's a reason that's, It's probably going to be you know, difficult
2: to replace that space bike true. That's true.
0: Yeah, but. I don't know. You just go uh, to a space uh, hotel. They probably have one, the one in the drawer. The drawer. <laughs> well, and if anybody knows what's important, then it's. It's holding a microphone. <laughs> he is. He is in space. So <laughs> that, that well, thing,
5: I,
4: it's I,
0: perfect. I,
5: I love that you get to see a lot of <laughs> characters out of their element in this episode. And, and you can maybe say that's the premise of the entire show is getting these great quirky characters right. and throwing them in awkward situations. But I love seeing, especially Book and Anara, yeah. who are usually these very uh, rigid, strict, morally, I, they come out as very wise, right? They're never really, they're never cut off guard very often. Here you, it's one of the few times you get to right. see Book get kind of kind of angry and frustrated and not know what to do in a situation, and Inara only has a little one later yeah. where, where she thinks uh Hess is talking about Mal. She's like, Jane? Jane yeah. Cobb? You're talking about Jane Cobb? No. <laughs> I think Last I episode. The same person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say like... like
4: totally thought it was Mal the whole time.
5: Yeah. And then she's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
3: Jane Cobb. <Who>? Jane Cobb.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Last episode is my favorite Inara episode, just because she is so like she rarely gets to be the comedic relief. And like she is so great in our Mrs. Reynolds. But I, yeah. I, I, I want to go back to what you guys were talking about and tweak it maybe just a little bit and push it through the whole episode, because I don't know if it's about faith so much. I think it's about symbols. And, and you know, I mean, maybe that's mm. just uh, uh, technicality or No, you
0: know, I agree 100%. Uh, semantics.
5: But yeah, the, the Bible is a symbol. And, you know, maybe the stories in it don't really mm. make sense to River, but it's not about that. It's about believing in something. The hero of Canton is a symbol, but Jane is the reality. And and so I was watching the other subplots and being like, well, how does Anaris fit in? And then she says the word symbol. Your virginity is a symbol to your father, but it doesn't define you. You are not the symbol that he sees. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to really push it through, you could say that Simon's uh, politeness and decorum is a symbol for his feelings for Kaylee. And uh, and so I was he just says yeah. that
4: he blatantly had said yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So I
5: mean, the, the writer, Ben Edlund, who is the creator of The Tick, uh, basically oh, was definitely, yeah. was definitely Good very Good pushing call. that theme throughout the entire episode. And I, I love the Jane plot. I have some issues with the subplots, but I, I do absolutely love that he did kind of try to tie them all together in
2: that way. And at one point, after River had torn all of those pages out of Shepherd Book's yeah. Bible, and a, she ended up returning to him and going, I tore all this paper out of your symbol, but now it's just paper. Damn it, it doesn't Ricky, make that was sense my quote. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah no. I, didn't,
5: I didn't get it quite right. <laughs> Very funny, well done. Yeah, that, that quote is so good. Because no, it, that is Jane. Like, I have this, your symbol, but it turned into Jane the statue just turned into Jane Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else was I going to say about that? I'm sorry, just real quick. I don't know. It'll come back to me.
0: Fired. You're fired. Yeah, I know, fired. I know. But you're right, Ricky. He, she, she specifically calls it a symbol because he explains to her it's, you know, it's a symbolic thing and you, you have it for this reason. And then you immediately get that River respects that. Like she may not agree with it or fully, you know, get what he's saying, but she a hundred percent respects it. She at least you respects him. She wants to you know, I still I still yeah, think she, that she showed to care.
3: She she had mentioned previously, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that, that she um understands what's happening, but then she like, you know, gets confused sometimes. So I think that we're still seeing her being cognitive and then being confused again. Mm. So, but this time, though, I think she was cognitive when she's ripping the, the pages out. That was her clarity right there. And then there. freaked out. And then when... when she was like, they just turned to paper. That was her being confused, I think, again.
4: Well, I think Shepard Einstein kind of yeah. freaked her out, too. and Well, threw her yeah. Off the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: so I, I love the scene in the bar. Simon wakes up and they all leave him there. They tell him to eat his eggs or whatever. Uh, first scene he asked for a menu and i i just love adr lines like you know that they thought of that Mm -hmm. oh what line later in post and threw it in there i love that Mm -hmm. uh and speaking of menu items a little game we like to play on green shirt sometimes sometimes we'll we'll have a little quiz for everyone that we can kind of uh tie in with the episode somewhat and jesse allowed me to bring one on for you guys Mm -hmm. now It's never stated that Jane Cobb is not named after a Cobb salad. So I'm going to assume that he is.
3: Okay. okay, And so this is a
5: little game called Celebrity Salad. I am going to mash up a celebrity name with a salad. Well, that's the answer you're going to look for. I'm going to give you a question about that. And you have to answer with a punny mashup of a celebrity and a salad.
1: So if I were to say, for example, this
5: bowl of chopped (laughs) greens, chicken, avocado, egg, and blue cheese is the hero of Canton... You would say, Jane Cobb. Jane Cobb salad. Jane Cobb, yeah, Jane okay. Cobb salad. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. It's going to get a little trickier okay. than that, but that's the basic. All right. Okay. Oh,
3: gotcha. Oh, okay.
5: All right. Okay. So you can you guys can either work together or just shout out whatever. Is whatever. this all
3: Firefly themed or just random? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. It's celebrity.
5: Okay. It's random okay. celebrity. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> this Australian dish of finely shredded cabbage and mayonnaise won praise for looking just like Gretchen Gretchen Carlson and Virginia Woolf. And is also known for being much taller than her ex-husband, Tom Cruise. Um, Shredded cabbage and mayonnaise.
0: I got I'm
2: trying to. to... Uh, I'm trying to... No, 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 who to... was married
5: to Tom Cruise? Nicole
0: Kidslaw. Yeah, N- Nicole
3: Slaw?
5: Nicole yes, Slaw. Slaw
0: Kidman. Oh, uh-huh. Nicole Slaw Kidman. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs>
1: Slaw team effort,
5: Kidman. team
2: effort
1: salad.
0: It's going to be... In if case you can't tell, the going, Green guys. Shirt podcast is much smarter than
4: our podcast. <laughs> <Go Yeah. ahead. laughs>
5: well, it <laughs> should be. It's a Star Trek
4: podcast. It's
0: intellectual. 100% <laughs> agree.
5: Both Woody ahead, Allen man. and Wes Anderson love this retro salad of fruit, shredded carrots, and gelatin, which has jiggled its way to an Oscar in Prizzy's honor, and is perhaps best known for her portrayal of Morticia Adams. Mm name
0: what are the what are the ingredients
5: uh uh, fr- uh fruit shredded carrots and gelatin and jiggled its way you always have room for this one uh, for morticia adams uh, oh i don't
3: know That's Ange- no one knows her
5: name oh, Ange- oh. Ange- angelic
0: angelo mold wait
5: oh so close i'm so, I'm so close I Angelo
3: uh, Houston,
0: yes. Okay,
3: okay. Angelo Cup. Angelo I
0: was like, Angelo, Angelo, and I couldn't get the second. Ah, Cameron, you're are you are are so good, you good at here. This. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah do I, it, No, lord, God, man. I outsmarted this down friend. a little bit for these us are Star good, Wars these fans
5: are over here. All right. <laughs> 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 this crustacean covered in eggs and mayonnaise got in boiling water after he revealed himself to numerous comedians. Hmm. Exposed himself, I should oh, say. Um, yes,
0: yes, I got this. I got it. I got the. I have the guy. And what are the ingredients again? Mayonnaise and eggs.
5: Crustacean covered in mayonnaise and eggs. Louis C. Uh, it's a, it's a little. I don't know. Do you know the salad?
4: Uh, it's not. Uh, oh,
3: Nicois.
5: Crab Louis C. K. Oh. Crab Louis, crab Louis. Crab Louis. Uh, also, see, we don't uh, need a lot of salads over
0: here. We're more of like a steak and <laughs> egg. I kind of. salmon, so
3: that's why I. Would I like have it.
0: I have prepared salads professionally, so I'm just gonna say this is a straight up failure on my part. It, is, it, my it grossed mind. me out how many
5: salads <laughs> have mayonnaise involved as an ingredient. The, the next couple.
0: So salad is like means mayonnaise, right? Like chicken salad, tuna salad. Like it just it's, means yeah, American potatoes, salad, salad, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. This is... Okay, we're halfway through. Guys. All right, you'll, you'll okay, get let's... You're getting better. It's,
5: it's just yeah, it's a warm up. Yep. It's a warm up, guys. Definitely, yep.
4: definitely go. All
5: right, you're doing right. you're doing so it. good. Okay, I got
4: Google ready over
5: here. Okay, <laughs> this boiled tuber, drenched in mayonnaise and herbs, really stepped up to the stripper pole and showed the world his magic, Mike. Oh jeepers. Uh... Who is it?
0: Uh, Is it... It's Channing Potato Salad. Channing Channing,
5: Potato
3: potato
0: potato Salad. Potato Salad. Okay. I was thinking
3: Channing Tomato or something. (laughs) You guys are doing better
5: already. You're going to get these last two, I promise. Okay, cool. cool. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I like this one. This dish of apples, celery, and walnuts swimming in mayonnaise started out as a rapper before becoming a big, bright, shining star in movies like Boogie Nights and The Big Hit. And a little indie film. Uh,
0: Mark Waldorf.
5: Yeah.
3: Waldorf.
5: That's oh, it.
3: You want
5: salad. <laughs>
2: Okay, last one. Sounds like we got Seth Rogen on the podcast. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) Jesse (laughs) just laughed exactly like Seth Rogen. That was (laughs) nice. (laughs) Okay,
0: last one. This is why I changed the audio version, Ricky.
5: (laughs) For the win, this quartered head of lettuce covered in blue cheese dressing and bacon crumbles has shredded on lead guitar for Irish rock band U2. Uh, some sort. Uh. You could use Google. It's okay.
4: Oh, we are. Don't worry. McCormick
5: salad.
3: The wedge. The wedge.
5: The wedge. The wedge. <laughs> the wedge.
3: Lead guitar keyboards.
5: <laughs> Good job. All right. Hi,
4: very well. Y'all, y- y'all you all can, can tell who the winner is in this relationship <laughs> over here. Oh, dude.
3: So we've been playing Jeopardy on, like, oh, Switch? absolutely. Nobody yeah. likes to play Jeopardy with me. No one. Uh, I'll
0: play with you. <laughs> I will play with you.
3: Oh, dude, Jesse, I, it is on one day. One you know,
0: day. Ricky I'm actually just
4: gave me some crap last night for having Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune on my Switch. <laughs> well, you know
0: that, Kylie.
3: He's just jealous.
0: And he did, he did point fine, out that it was fine, for you, fine. so Josh... Josh was all over it. Um, oh, yeah, we Cameron, together. yes, Cameron. Thank you. That oh, took. That was wonderful, dude. That had more had intelligence had a, I I had in your one segment than like ninety percent of our episodes. All that fun.
4: I
5: love this man. the last one. Was the, last was, one was the best. I, I knew I had to end with that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So I don't have any more episode notes. If you guys have anything else from the episode you'd like to cover, now would be the time.
4: I'm pulling up my notes again. I had yes. to use Google to look up the wedge salad, so
0: <laughs> that's che- I did it all from from memory. Josh. Oh,
4: that's that's cheating. I got it. I don't. I know that. what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> right. Nara saved the day with sex. By the way. Oh yes, she yes.
3: did. She did. She taught <laughs> yeah. some good lessons. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. yep.
3: She made that man a man, and not mm-hmm. with her vagina. No. I love
5: see? that Nara yeah, so is that maybe kind of. Be- Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) Inara and I guess companions in general, they are basically life coaches. Mm-hmm. with boinking like that's what they do yeah. apparently and I, I love that you we use, use the word
4: boinking because no one ever well, uses the word boink and I, I think that's a fantastic word
5: a i think so it's a very if you know, <laughs>
3: stressed or whatever they they would offer a massage or like how you know she was talking about in one episode washing feet is something that she yes. does like mm. different nice. things like that so it's totally not just about sex at all that's just like probably well, like a tenth of what she does.
4: Knowing What who, are you
3: laughing about, Knowing Jessie? who
0: like wrote this this show. It's like this, the South Park joke. <laughs> remember, sorry, Josh. What I'm laughing about is there's the South Park joke where when Ike, I think it was, hooks up with his teacher, right? Nice. All the policemen are like, nice. 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 Yeah. You know? So, Cameron mentioned her feet being washed and Ricky just went, nice. nice. <laughs> Without missing a beat. And it was like.
4: All right, well, Ricky's looking for a foot washer. (laughs) So I do want to say one of the first lines that Kaylee had in this episode was "Have good sex," and then later on in the episode, it's proven that she had good sex because Homeboy released the lock on the ship. She must. She had such good sex. sex. Yeah. So and his heart. Yeah, and that cherry was way popped she taught
3: she taught him her. all the lessons <laughs> yeah, no. and she was like patient with him. Like, Dude. I don't know man.
0: Okay, I'm sure it was a real to quick endeavor, so <laughs> to be fair, without getting too specific or graphic, right? I know exactly what that kid is going through, because I'll tell you what, the first time I ran into my dad afterward, <laughs> you know, and he tried to ask me to do something, I was like... Uh, I don't feel like it, so no. <laughs> Did that work out? For
1: Did that work out for me? No. Um,
0: but but I know exactly how that kid felt. It's like the it's instant like, defiance you have. The
4: next thing that your parents suggest. Yes. You're like,
0: nah, fuck uh-huh. that. I'm nope. a man. I'm a grown up now. Don't eat it. Yeah. No, I hundred percent. Yeah. I yeah. That's I know where he's coming from. So and I feel for the kid. He reminded me a lot of Martin Starr who's um, who's on the league? I love Martin Starr. Yeah.
2: freaks and geeks. Freaks and, freaks geeks. and geeks. I
0: he's love like, that show. Ricky's
3: <laughs> all getting all close to the <laughs>
1: to the mic.
5: Freaks and geeks. The you respect, I um, love that They have like three commentaries for each and every episode. Mm-hmm. I really love show yes. with commentaries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I would here. say that Enaro uh, saved the day both with sex and coincidence. Uh, uh you know it, it just oh, yeah. kind of reminded me of the pixar rule of like coincidences to get your characters in trouble are great but to get them out of trouble are cheating right. and it just kind of felt a little bit like once again yeah. an client is really lining up with the crimes they're committing and he just He's happens trying. to have this issue with his dad and he just happens right. to be his dad just happens to download the and entire they... plan to his son in that like five minutes and
0: and they immediately explain that that kid is a sympathizer. He's like, oh, did you hear about Jane? I hope they don't catch him. It's like, oh, gee, I wonder how this is going <laughs> to yeah.
5: happen. This happened to me while I was growing up. Dude, you were 22 when that happened, okay? So maybe maybe your dad <laughs> has a point, okay? If you're like, I was growing up when Jane was here. I, put, I did well, the math I
0: know best. His dad... <laughs> his dad... You know, may have gone about it the wrong way, but his dad got what he wanted, right? He wanted his kid to be more assertive. He wanted his kid to grow up a little bit, and he did it. Okay, so Just... money for it, and that's what he it. said too.
3: He was like, "This is what you wanted, wasn't it?" <laughs> that's
0: true.
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. There was one more thing I wanted to mention. Please. That and en- the f- ending, the combat between Hessian and Jane was extremely violent.
5: Oh, he goes straight fight club on, on Stitch. Yeah.
2: First, that kid gets shot right in the chest with a shotgun. Yep. Jane throws a <sighs> knife into his chest, mm-hmm. a big knife, and then Jane grabs him and just starts slamming his head into the corner of a Did rock. he kill him? Mm-hmm. Stitch, do, we, do we think violent. Stitch is
4: dead? I think Stitch is
5: dead. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we have seen that he is a tank. Well, the kid pulled the
4: knife out of him without a a stir. So that was my question,
3: though, is he, he, he had bashed his face like head on the rock like so few times that I was like, either he's not dead. He's just knocked out or it was with such freaking force.
4: That I he feel like the sound like effects kind of like, yeah, the sound effect. You can always tell like the difference between a knockout sound effect and a death sound effect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this one, especially in the early 2000s, was a definite death sound effect. The death sound effects it's, are squishier. That's
2: like a little a <laughs> bit of. Yeah. It's squishier. Yes. A little bit of moisture <laughs>
0: yeah. in the sound effect. And
2: Hessian is pretty hardcore, but he's not a Sith Lord. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't even make the
4: Star Wars reference this time. That's amazing. <laughs>
2: Did anyone else think that that little
5: kid, the one who spotted, identified Jane and then pulled the knife out? Did anyone else think he looked like a baby Spielberg? Oh, yeah. He he looked like a really young Steven Spielberg to me. I know know this kid from something, but...
3: His eyes were pretty close together is what
0: I did. Well, and he looked like he was... Somehow, actually, like, all that kid's scenes were shot in 1993. I don't know how, but it, it looked like they were all from 1993, and that kid was from, you know... He was five in 1993. It was mm-hmm.
4: really. They weird hired specific. him off the Hercules set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more the Hercules
0: set. There you go. Um. So, unless you guys have any other notes for this, episode. I'm
5: sorry. I think I have just two more. Um. I just. I. I. I, I kind of like the fact that Jane's hands are literally covered in blood when he walks back on the ship. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. like, I mean, the director obviously had him hold his hands out so you could see that. Yeah. I love that Kylie's. Kaylee's. I wrote Kylie. Yeah. Kaylee's crush on Simon <laughs> is the worst kept secret on the ship. I love that everyone knows what's going on here, even the captain. Yep. and He's like helping her. He's, he's being her wingman. What did oh, she say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, says,
4: she says, things are going well, Captain. And he's like, okay, well, cool. We're going to do this. And she's like, no. Thanks. Things are going yeah. well, Captain. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> wink wink
5: um i think Been too although, long. guys we gotta mention the, the final musical sting to this episode that we, we get the refrain from the hero of canton all morose and sad like at the oh, very yeah. end Oh yeah yeah that was yeah. good it's was it's good.
0: very um a perfect circles cover of imagine mm. it was very mm. just like uh, yeah, oh this yeah. is this is hurtful and That's dour but i like yeah. it like uh for sure um but yeah it's, i just i i definitely feel you there um so if you i watched, am so sorry I have, two, you, I have two more oh okay. no no i'm i'm getting to it hundred percent okay. i'm getting to it i was gonna say if you if if you have watched us before you know that this is going a little bit long you, normally hmm. we cut off right around 90 90 minutes but there's no rule about that so if you guys are here for the long haul let's keep powering through because i'm ready to go camera i'm gonna go make
5: ahead. these quick i'm gonna make them so quick I love that this is the third time and a, the third character who has pranked Simon in, like, a similar way when, when Kaylee <laughs> says, so when we made love last night,
4: oh my I don't God. know why i
5: made her southern, but it's the exact same thing both Jane and Mal have done to him. So I love that, like, he is just the ship. You really are such an easy mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I just wrote, Jane is not the hero they deserve, but the one they need. And uh, to that regard, there's kind of that great moment where he's like, "They're probably putting that statue back up," and was like, they right. "Probably are." And so, do you think the the mutters have a Jane's addiction?
0: <laughs> oh, I dig uh, it! So many you, good music you, puns this okay. time. So yeah, many I'm good done. music Isn't puns. Isn't
3: Jane's addiction? Thank you guys that for joining way the way Sun But too.
4: inevitable podcast. <laughs> we gotta end there. <laughs> Don't get better than that. <laughs> so now oh, that was that was. Beautiful. I'm done. Thank I'm you. done. Me. Thank you, thank you. That the name of the show. Addiction
0: for, for sure. <laughs> oh no, well, I mean that's I, like, like I said, that's what we're I like.
4: Space doing. Trek from our our viewer earlier. I don't um,
0: know I actually, I'm sorry, you guys. As captain, I'm just gonna make a mandate here. The answer to your question is life coaches with boinking. <laughs> so don't even. Much better. Much better. Like, don't worry about it. It's, it's covered. It's great. Um, so. If you've watched the show before, you know that we have a couple of weekly segments that we like to do here at the end. I think I think it's Ricky going first this week for Simon says. what we do in this segment is we talk about what our favorite quotes of the episode were even if they weren't spoken by Dr. Simon Tam however I have a feeling that this week uh, I mean a lot of the best candidates did come from Simon so um, Ricky let's have you go first and then we'll jump to Cameron and then we'll do Josh and Kylie and I will go last
2: All right, I've got quite a few quotes I'll just drop one now maybe I'll circle back and throw out another one afterwards (laughs) but I'm pretty sure we've all got it written down to Jane, the box dropping <laughs> man ape gone wrong. The box dropping
0: man ape gone wrong thing. I love it.
2: <laughs> Cheers.
0: That
3: was a good one. Yep.
5: Um,
0: Cameron, you're up next. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm
5: going to stick with River's line of I tore these out of your symbol and they turned into paper because it is such like a funny <laughs> river like taking everything so literal line, but it's also the heart of the entire episode. And I remember what I was going to say earlier is that I do, I love that. Like this episode is about Jane, but it's in this subplot, like the very first scene between her and and book where they actually just spell out the theme about symbols and things, not having to make sense and people believing in something. So I I just thought that was a a very well-crafted line.
0: And to have that line come from a character that sometimes speak nonsense is like, it adds that layer of poignancy to it i think that's that's a that's a really good point Cam. so josh and kylie what are your selections for simon says this week? so
3: my original one was already said in the episode um it was when Anara was talking about, you know, the virginity mm. doesn't make you a man kind of thing, mm. um, but another one that we mm-hmm. have written down here uh, that I did like was when River's hiding and Zoe and Book are trying to coax her out, and she's like, "It's a, you know, it's a, everything's all right," like, and uh, she says something like, "That hair will still there, be there waiting." <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny Like I mean the hair was wild But the fact that it just like Freaked her out so much Shepard <laughs> Einstein <it> was, <laughs> I mean But then uh, he also said That was her. a symbol too Of Something in his religion I don't know Yeah But anywho um like that one
2: I also like that Zoe was just going just <laughs> Yeah put yeah. it away right. Like just I don't care What it means to you It's scary <laughs> it's <and bad>. weird <laughs> yeah. Put it away yeah, uh, mine,
4: man, I really liked the, who is this diabolical mastermind in disguise as they were talking about the doctor? Because it was a complete, like, this guy's a freaking idiot. He has no idea how to do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was
5: watch. I was like, where did Simon go? Uh,
4: yeah. He's doing so good. Yes, yes. Yeah, that would, that would have been mine.
0: Awesome. Uh, I, I wrote down a lot of Or
4: the entire scam. Jane song would have been my, my yeah. quote.
2: Right. And... Yeah.
4: I should just read all that. Ready? That I you guys ready? The one that stuck
0: <laughs> out to me. No, don't do it. Don't do it. It's... The one that stuck out to me. Um, when they're looking at the statue, right? And Jane's like, "Come on, let's. Can we just? Can we please just leave? I don't want to be here. I don't know what's going on. Let's just leave." Mal says, "No, oh, no. This here's a spectacle. Might warrant a moment of consideration." <laughs> it's like. You're dragging out every moment of yeah. this, even when you're describing they love it. the moment itself. Yeah. Like I love how much they're all reveling in this weird, strange, uncomfortable <laughs> thing that Jane is going through. It just that that line I really loved. And then um when that little baby Steven Spielberg is staring at him, he goes, Shake your head, boy, your eyes are stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And the kid like freaks out and runs away.
3: But then apparently goes and grabs the town. Like
4: Guys, <laughs> Guys, it's Jane. Yeah. Is he a dick? <laughs> yeah, he's totally a dick. He's down in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. like super rude,
3: yeah. but let's go.
0: <laughs> that kid that kid either has a ton of authority or like a lot of or like his dad does. <laughs> right. <laughs> like how did he rouse the whole yeah. town in eight minutes? <laughs> <laughs> he's
4: got he's got a bell Jane out there. Bam Jane yeah.
3: Jane It's the Jane bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh man. And they and they rehearse it every the first Wednesday of the month. They rehearse the Jane alarm to make sure everyone's <laughs> right. at the same spot at the same time. Together.
0: Did you guys have in any order you want? Now, did you guys have any other lines uh, that you wanted to share before we move to our next segment? Go ahead, Ricky.
2: I've got one more. It's the closing dialogue of the f- episode. Jane's saying, "Not a one of them mutters understands what happened down there." They're probably sticking that statue back up right now. Mal responds, it's not about you, Jane. It's about what they need. And Jane goes, don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really an excellent pin on the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And for his understanding of faith in general, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's, like he's like, no. <laughs> like I believe in what I can see and do, and I have faith in me. Still, you know, despite this this formative experience, like he's learned some lessons, but it doesn't. You don't really get the picture that Jane is like now suddenly super considerate or like metaphysical or something, right? Like he's just like, oh, that was a different way to consider things.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't have anything else other than that, though. I think we covered all of them.
0: Cool, Cameron, did you have any? I
4: okay. I mm, let me just run back, run it back really quick because Kylie and I found this really funny. That when they drove the ATV oh my God. into the town, and I forgot to bring this back up. I'm yes. sorry, No, guys. this I'm is a good one. Remotes, but, <laughs> but when they're driving the ATV through the town and they stop with Jane and they're like, oh, no, you go do your thing. We're going to go and do this And they pick job. up
3: Mal and Zoe, right? They hop on the back.
4: Yeah, they drive off. For like three seconds to their destination, right,
3: right? It's like it's like fucking thirty feet that <laughs> they go, and they're like, "Oh, we're here. Let's just." <laughs> why couldn't you just walk? Just get off the
4: <laughs>
0: ATV and walk to yeah. the the ten feet yeah. to the destination. I did. I noticed that. I initially I was like, "Oh, this is Mal like illustrating a power dynamic to Jane, right? Like we dr- we ride thirty feet, you walk to the town, and then." the other thing I thought was it probably was actually just poor editing. That's what I was like, thinking. Oh, it's like
3: totally a mistake on accident.
0: <laughs> Put more shots between those two shots. Then, like... <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it was just them I, driving I the off and then them driving yeah. up to the building. And then they just
3: whatever. arrived. Yeah. We're here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, n- I definitely know what you're talking about because I had that moment too where I was like, oh, <sighs> that was a little short t- of a jaunt. Uh... <laughs> that,
4: that was the ADHD in us coming out there. Sorry. <laughs>
0: The other thing about this episode, I mean, it's a ton of fun. Everybody loves Janestown. Everybody loves the song, right? But this episode, like, you have to squint when you watch it because it's just so shiny.
2: How shiny is it?
0: This episode is so shiny. I, I wanted to give it, like, I wanted to give it a really, really high score, but I think I I think I have to like I I was thinking like I can't give it a 10 I can't give it a 9.5 you know this that and the other thing and then I was thinking about why why would I not give those scores and I landed still pretty high I landed at a nine I'm gonna give this episode nine out of 10 because I just that's that's kind of what I I feel about it now here's the thing we do an out of 10 scale right but we don't have like What is it? It's 9 out of 10 what? It's 9 out of 10 shinies? 9 out of 10 stars? But Cameron, on the Green Shirt Podcast, you guys come up with a new scale every week. We're going to rate this episode out of 10, you know, just, for example, warp warp core breaches or, you know, transporter accidents, that kind of thing. Something specific from the episode. if you could, I would love for you... Yeah, something that we could what do you think is something we could rate this episode out of this week? Sure. I mean there's a few options.
5: I think I think we need to rate this one out of ten, or you know, one through ten, how many mutters milks would you drink to watch this episode again? <laughs> how many glasses of mutters milk do you rate this?
0: Ah. Oh. I, Dang, I well, can one's that. Get so you. so I would be dead on the floor because I ranked it a nine. Yeah. So nine out of 10 mutters milk mugs for me puts me dead on the floor with alcohol poisoning. But I had so much fun with this episode that I think that 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 definitely has to be my ranking. So, Cameron, as our guest, how many mutter milk mutters milks would you drink?
5: I've, I've been going back and forth on this, guys. It's, it's tough because like a week episode of Firefly is a pretty good episode of almost yeah. any other show. Right. Um. And, and, and obviously, this is one of my favorite episodes because it is all about Jane, and I love the Jane plotline so much. But uh, I don't love the Inara subplot just because I think, do you think it relies a little too much on coincidence at the end. And I don't love the River Book subplot because it, it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, I think there could have been something great with those two characters debating religion. And then it feels like there's a deleted scene maybe that they cut out for time. So, I'm gonna go a seven point five on this one I'm gonna get go, there's there are perfect episodes of Firefly, and if I can pick mm-hmm. out even a couple problems then that I'm gonna to have to drop it down Seven point five mutters milks. I'm gonna pass out halfway through that.
0: <laughs> I'm digging it uh Josh and Kylie, let's have you go next.
3: um I'm gonna go ahead and say a good eight mutters milks um. I like to rate just like strictly on emotion, I guess, because that's how I run my life. Um, and it's basically, I just thinking back on the emotions that I felt through this episode. You know, um, I laughed, I cried, but no, uh, it was funny. It was, um, you know, I, I I liked the element of Anara, even though there was the convenient plot points and stuff like that. It was still kind of cool because at first I was very very wary watching the show about oh well. I thought Inara was going to be this super cool character and she's just a whore. But no, that's clearly not the case. She's not just a whore. She's very intelligent mm-hmm. and she clearly helps she's young whore men. And. Right, right. Yeah, young men along their way though, but it, again, it's you know, the sex part is like, you know, 10% of her job. She's doing all these other things like Right, very smart. Um and I think yeah. Josh and I were talking about I don't think that we talked about it on the podcast. It was a private thing, but like Wouldn't you imagine that there's a lot of men out there that would need her to hold them and like mother them and like all these different kinds of yeah. not fetishes but needs that people have that she can give it's not just about sex right so it was kind of cool to see another episode it's definitely hinted uh, sure um so it was cool to see another episode of her just another you know just kind of seeing more about what she's about and
0: stuff i 100 yeah. agree definitely... I, I do
5: love that part of her plot that you get to see more of what her job entails that, that so was... was fun
3: the convenience, though, I always yeah. I always call that out like, oh, convenience. Like, you know, so I get it. <laughs> but uh, um, again, I would say it was good at eight. I, I thought it, I laughed a lot. Um, Thought it was poignant and intelligent. And I'm going to go with that.
4: I am going to give this an eight point five. Uh, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know. I just I really I had a really good time in this episode. Um, And I can't remember who told me to not. I don't know, rate this in... It was Rosie. Rosie. It was Shepard yes, Rosie. Yes.
0: She was just saying, don't worry. Don't feel any pressure to yeah. to like rate it correctly. She just wants you to enjoy it.
4: And and I did enjoy this episode thoroughly. And I think a lot of it had to do with playing Borderlands. I was very excited to see why <laughs> it was based on this show. and And mm-hmm. I was really excited to see the similarities between the game and the show as well. Because obviously that whole five six part mission was based on this episode.
3: That's so fun when that happens. Yeah, when it's so, two different things that you're exciting excited about come together. Yeah,
4: exactly. So it's kind of a twofer. like going and playing with uh, playing Borderlands with Ricky last night was a lot of fun. Just talking some some smack, you know, and just having a good time playing some games and and I don't know, just seeing seeing the similarities. Just yeah. and I laughed a lot. And I don't know, man. It was 8.5. So I'm to get it.
0: I'm going an 8.5. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like Ricky, D All Best right. well, Ricky D. From Netflix
2: with Ricky D. Cameron said this is one of his favorite episodes. I'm going to go ahead and say this is my favorite episode. <laughs> so go ahead and back off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Beam back to your enterprise, this- buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give this episode a 9 out of 10 mutters milks Uh it's got everything I like it's got chest wounds it's got people coming out of what were they a heat box is that what they called <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's got Jane's song I love original songs like that uh, <laughs> this is an excellent episode I'm going 9 out of 10 favorite excellent. episode
0: so <laughs> given All of those scores averaged together. That means the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch podcast rates Janestown Season 1, sorry, Episode 7 of Firefly at an 8.4. That is how shiny this episode is. Perfect. So, normally here, we would start closing everything down, and we are going to do that. We're going to start closing everything down. But I am going to get really quick to the Sudden But Inevitable shout-out, and then we're going to give Cameron a moment to tell us all where we can go Take care of you know our Star Trek itches because trust me he's got the medicine for what you seek. So first up this week for the sudden but inevitable shout out we have at Parsec Retro on Twitter. This is Grammy nominated composer David Joseph Wesley whose name you might recognize from the Firefly online credits. Uh, this is his synthwave project and it's very retro and it's got all the neon on the page like very very cool. Um, you know, from that interview where we had talked to Evan, uh, I actually am really big on Synthwave lately. It's just kind of something about it that hits me right in the nerd heart, and I love <laughs> it. Um, so definitely go check out at Parsec Retro on Twitter. Um, Grammy-nominated level of talent making Synthwave. I don't know how you go wrong there. Um, the next one is at Unstyled B. Uh, this is actually another podcaster. She is uh, the host, one of the hosts of a podcast called Next on Stage 1 which is stories of the adult entertainment industry, uh, a local Denver podcast, actually, which was very cool. They, uh, I don't actually, there was some sort of a pod lift, uh, you know, Denver local podcaster reach out thing on Twitter. And uh, I couldn't help myself because we've been getting so much love from the community that it's like, okay, it's time for us to start giving some of that love back now that we, you know, we did break 100 followers. By the way, thank you. We were talking about that last week. We broke 100 followers on Twitter. So now I feel like we have a little bit of weight. We can swing to the other podcasters and, you know, we can help people that have been helping us. And it feels really good. So definitely check out Next on Stage 1. You can follow them at Unstyled B on Twitter. And the last one is at Fandom Thing Pod. Now, this is another podcast, obviously, and the fandom thing, it's, it's a fandom thing is the name of the show, and you can join them each week to discuss all things fandom and pop culture from the female perspective. They have new web episodes every Wednesdays and Fridays, and you can check out some pretty cool trivia contests that they run on Twitter. Um, I will leave it at that. That's not true. I'm going to tell you, I won one of their trivia Twitter Ooh. contests, so... That was really cool. And uh, so shout out to at fandom thing pod, and you can find all of these links in the show notes as always. Um, So that's going to be it for the sudden, but inevitable shout out this week. Um, Of course I I am going to start just by saying Cameron Harrison of the green shirt. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. This, this is just like, this has been so much fun for me you know even before you got here i've been having a ton of fun talking about firefly with these people and what do you mean these people i was like if we can these people that i have known and loved for a long time that's why we're having fun when i heard your podcast i was like if he will come i cannot wait to have him on our show i think you fit really great with our dynamic you guys have A very similar energy you can tell that you all really know each other and love each other and are actual friends you know like you're doing this show because you're passionate not because you're like we got to get in some of that star trek podcast money you're doing it because you (laughs) care about star trek you know (laughs) so it's it's just i i i really want to thank you one more time before anything and bye callie have an excellent day at work thank you for watching sorry that we're going long. thank you
2: so much um
0: I just want to say before you you jump in, you know, and and let us know where we can find Green Shirt, where can we find you, all that stuff. I just want to say thank you on behalf of all of us, because we have had a blast and you have been an amazing guest. So thank you.
5: Well, thank you. You've been an amazing uh, host, podcast host. This has been super fun. I am now addicted to guesting on other people's podcasts. I'm going to have to go out there and just... (laughs) tell everyone to invite me on no this has been a lot of fun thank you so much it made my day when you uh, offered that uh and we, we are looking forward to having you on green shirt here in a few weeks i think so uh well you'll be recording in a few weeks and we're a few behind so probably a month or two uh, your episode will drop but yes it's if you want to <laughs> if you find out more you can follow us on twitter at greenshirt 87 facebook is facebook.com slash green podcast uh I don't do our Instagram, I don't. Do you know my Instagram, Jesse? I don't. I don't do the Instagram. Page, uh,
0: it's it's. I think it's, it's Green at, Shirt Podcast. I think it's at Green Shirt Podcast. Yeah, I believe I it's it is at
5: Green Shirt Podcast. I was not yeah. prepared for this. Thank I'm, you. I'm,
0: <laughs> no, you're good. I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
5: <laughs> yeah, so you can find us all those places. That would be great. Uh, can I shout out like one other thing? Is another thing I've been Definitely working on go. is a feature length puppet horror film that I helped uh, produce yes. and my buddy Jesse Blanchard make. It's it really it's something really special. It showed at a few festivals and has gotten a lot of buzz. It's you can check out some reviews on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's looking for distribution. If you want to see the trailer, go to puppetcore.com. It'll blow your mind. It's uh, it's cool. And then just you know, just try to get your the word girl. out so so someone will pick up pick it up and distribute it.
2: Could you say the name of that? It show, really that is. One more oh, time? Uh, yeah! I am
5: absolutely. I'll, I'll say it for one time because that would be the smart thing to do. It is Frank and Zed. It's about a Frankenstein monster and a zombie who have a symbiotic relationship and must uh, fight their way through an orgy of blood. So, so check that and out. And it's puppets. That sounds amazing. And yeah. it, it's all puppets. It's the first all puppet yeah. feature length film since Meet the Feebles, I believe. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> all right. I don't know about you guys, but. That's like the coolest thing ever. We just have a guy who makes puppet horror on our podcast to talk about Firefly, and we're going to have Star Trek crossover. There's... This has been... Yeah, man, So much I, fun, uh, you
4: guys. I would okay. like to, you know, if you ever want to guest that's a Star Wars fan that's also watched a lot of Next Generation, hit me up, man. <laughs> I'll hit I've been
5: wanting to wait for the live podcast to say that, you know, Jesse and I have been talking a lot about Star Trek. He is excited to share his Star Trek club with me. And though I love all franchises, Gun to Head, Sophie's Choice, Josh, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. My man.
1: <laughs> cut, him.
4: cut him I, the and with that Make with Kyle that i do want to give you uh... Uh,
5: jesse where, where's going what's going on jesse what?
4: <laughs> I, I do want to give you one of the uh ferengi rules of acquisition on your way out here <laughs> rule number 192 never
5: cheat a klingon unless you're sure you can get away with it smart uh-huh it's a hundred where's, and that's here's the klingon the, thing, the ferengi in this metaphor Right,
4: Probably I was going to say, the Klingon, 100%. The <laughs> <laughs>
0: eh, we'll we'll work on it. <laughs> so, you guys, um <clears throat> as always, I just want to say thank you again. The, the love that we get on social media all week is, is just... It fills my heart to a capacity I didn't know that it had. Um, so thank you, guys. Thank you, Shepherd Susie, Rosie, Glitter Rock, um, all the shepherds. You guys are always in the show notes. Everybody from the Sudden but Inevitable shout-out. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ricky D from Best Flicks for Ricky D for keeping me honest and letting people know that I tell very small fibs in an attempt to keep Josh's experience fresh. You know. <laughs> thank you, Josh and Kylie, for taking time out of your day to go find a green shirt so that we could help you know welcome our guest Cameron here and i'm really i just I'm so grateful that I get to share this show with you guys for your first time because you know, as we learned from this episode, you only get one first time and then it changes you forever so i'm I'm really glad that I get to watch you guys lose your Let's stop this sentence right here Cameron <laughs> our firefly so cherry pop coming and joining us this this is <laughs> I've really enjoyed having you here Cameron, and I <laughs> yes, I, thank you I can't tell you how much fun I've had. Dude. Josh, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and hit that music If you would like You can follow us on Twitter at Sudden Butt You can hit us up on Instagram at Sudden Butt Inevitable Podcast You can follow us at facebook.com slash twistmyarmpodcast to join us every Friday And if you want to get everything all in one place go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI So, once again I have been Jesse, this has been our guest Cameron Harrison This is Ricky, I'm Josh Kylie, Josh, take us out of the world. Bye,
4: guys.
2: Whoever's editing this, Cameron Harrybuns.